Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. I was this morning, honestly. Were you really? I was throwing up and everything because I don't want to talk. And then wait, I'm, were you really? I was. I, I don't. This is new to me. <laughs> you weren't throwing up, were you really? No, I was really like heaving, like dry heaving. Like I was. Okay. Well, we're we're live now, so, so folks, you just got on. Um, so my guest today, I'm actually pumped. I I think I ran into you a couple times since we graduated, but obviously, as this goes along, people realize why I haven't ran into him much. He hasn't really been in the states. But my guest today, Corey Lewis. Um, this is going to be fun. I, I mean, God, I've known you since I was a kid. Uh, we played sports together growing up. Obviously you much better than I was. I, I think we were just joking out in the hall. I think I, I passed a ball here or two or here or there to you. Um, but fantastic athlete. And now, uh, or still now a professional, uh, basketball player over in Geisen, Germany. Giesen. Giesen. I'm going to mess yeah. that up the whole time. But, um, do people still call you Lewis? They call you Corey. Um, people that know me call me Lewis. Okay. Yeah. So then, other, everybody else calls me Corey. Okay. So I'm going to call you Lewis. So okay. Lewis, <laughs> I, I don't know you anyway, any different. So, yeah. um, all right. Shazy so people, huh? Shazy people call me Lewis still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Joey Reef. Yeah. And him. Yeah. And Josh, the, the token plastic, plastic high. Yeah. Joey used to play a lot with yeah. us back in the day. Yeah. I, that's how I met Joey. His okay. wife came on this and then uh, I see Joey at the bank and stuff. Yeah. He's, we're still great friends till this day. And so. Trey. Trey, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. they work. I think they still work together, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Quick say, side note, if I can, Trey is the reason why my ball handling became so well. For Trey what Jones. reason? He Trey Jones is very skilled himself, so he saw me in the gym and he knew. He, he said he knew something about me that was special or whatever. So he like took his time out and put me through a lot of ball handling drills. Is Trey Trey's your age? Or older. He was older because yeah. he went to Plasford High. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he graduated super- two years before us. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's a super nice guy. I mean, yeah. I, I only really... Well, I remember of him back then. I knew Joey, obviously, because yeah. he played a lot with us. But uh, I think we might have played with Trey or like you brought him to Shazy or something. Yeah. But he's... Uh, no, like I said, both great guys. So um, so since you left Shazy, and we'll dive back into that, what's, what have you been up to like the last 15 years? So graduated from Shazy. Um, I went to Cobo Skill with Jacob Spiegel. Yep. For the people that know him. Yep. And, um, Another Shazy guy. Yeah. Shout out. So me and him were roommates. We went there for soccer. I got hurt and I just fell out of love of soccer. So I was like, let me try basketball. I went, played pickup with the basketball team. I believed I was the best point guard in there, in the gym that day. So somebody pulled me to the side. Hey, tryouts is next week. Why don't you try out? So I was like, sure. I end up trying out, make the team. And... For Cobleskill. For Cobleskill. I played one season there. Uh, played pretty well. I led the league in um, stills, I think it was, as a freshman. And then the year after, me and the coach didn't get along because I was hard-headed at the time. And um, so I got cut my sophomore year, and I ended up going to the best team in our conference, which is Wells College. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a blessing. 
and then I went there, and that's where like basketball really took off because I was around a lot of like really good players. I remember um, we went down one year when the we were, I was with the soccer team with Oniana. In Oneana, yeah. yeah, you were playing Oneana, and, and that was cool to go watch. Like, that was my first college. That's when I knew I wasn't ready because I'll never forget you guys were there. I can tell you where everybody was sitting. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I remember attacking a defender. I think he was a junior at the time. I was a freshman. I hit him with my like go-to move, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta change something. And that's yeah. when I was like, welcome to real basketball. I think you played okay that day, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you just started, but I remember, I mean... That was cool for us because, as yeah. you know, with like Final Four, there's a lot of downtime. So to yeah. go out and see like a you know an alumni go play, um, you know, another sport was kind of cool. So yeah. that was probably one of the most fun, uh, just like little little offsets there, offshoots. But um, so you played at Wells, and then after Wells, what happened? So my I didn't get to play my senior year at Wells. I tore my Achilles the last day on campus, my junior year. So we all got together, the basketball team. And uh, a player that used to play with us, he transferred, and I was really close to him. So when he came, I was like, you know what? I have to play. I haven't seen him. Let's play. Last game, um, game point, they gave me the ball. I was going to attack my defender, and I made a move in my Achilles snap. So I was out of the game for, I think, three years. And then, really? yeah. Just rehab or just took forever to get? Both rehab and I was like, I'm done because I keep getting hurt. So, oh, so like mentality-wise, you were just kind yeah, of giving up on it? Yeah, because I couldn't stay um, healthy. How old were you at the time? 23, I think it was. What are you now, 35? 33. 33? Yeah. That's all you are? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I don't know why I thought you were older, but... Yeah. Um, so you got... Okay, so no, this is good. So, um, so after um, you got hurt at Wells, that just started... That was... did you, I mean, nothing sports-wise at the time, probably just pick up, but nothing... No, so when I got hurt, I just I just came home, and did you still play? No, I I sat out for I think it was two years, and then um, one of my good friends named Anthony Hodge, mm-hmm. he was like, "Why don't you?" Plastic guy. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Why don't you just try it? Like you're healthy, my you know, like my new healthy. Let's see if you can like get in shape and still compete." Mm-hmm. So I I took like three months. He helped me him in on Travis Gorm. Yeah, Help, yeah. yeah, they helped me get in shape. Um, and then Spider, or not Spider, sorry, Sean Gutsman came. He, I knew him for a while, but once I started getting going, he put me through workouts, so those three. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Anthony Hodge was like, hey, I'm going to a tryout. If you make the team, you go to Italy. So I was like, all right, why not? I went to the tryout. Um, I performed a lot better than... I thought I would because I didn't play for so long, mm-hmm. and that was technically my first offer. So, the um, coach, the coaches said I was the best point guard in the camp, and they would like to offer me. So Italy was my first offer, which would have been 2015. Where was the tryout? Uh, Buffalo, New York. And then, so going to was it going to Italy first time in Europe? No, I never went. So okay. when I was supposed to leave a week before that, the sponsors um, dropped out. So the team crashed. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And where would that? Where would have that had been in Italy? Honestly, I, oh, no. they told me the name. I was just like, I couldn't even believe. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Just so. <laughs> so, so you skipped Italy. So what happened after that? I played for a semi-pro team um, in um, Niagara Falls mm-hmm. for a season. Um, it was called uh, the Thunder Snow, but it, it didn't go to plan. Um, 
the owner slash coach already had his like seven be- seven players he liked, mm-hmm. so it was hard to get in the rotation. And then one day, people didn't show up for because of injury or whatever. I don't know. So I got into the game. I performed pretty well. Then I started getting minutes, but um, that was only there was only like four to five games left. So, but out of those four to five games, uh, another team saw me, I guess, but they were out of Mexico, and that's when I turned like professional. So I was playing semi-pro, and then I went pro. So your first bout in professional was in Mexico. Yeah, and where where'd you, where was Mexico? It was called Telecon. Okay. And then I played there, and then like they would like um, send players or trade players to different cities. And I played most of my time in Puerto Escondido, which was like really far south into um, Mexico. So kind of like almost like Central America south. Yeah, yeah, like no English at all. Really? Yeah. Um, so when you're living out there, are you just like in an apartment, or do you guys have like a so dorm area? In, in Mexico, they the owner owned a hotel, so we each had our own room. Oh, that's yeah. Sweet. And then um, in Europe, it's been a house. Just a house for the team? No. Uh, or, yeah, well, or two, you with the host family? No, it's just me and uh, my best friend, Chris Miller. We live in a house together. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so how was the... So let's go Mexico. Like, how's yeah. not speaking Spanish? How was that? It was fun. Can, I, do, can you speak Spanish now? No, no I was learning it, and um, it was coming easy. And then once I came back to New York, where we live, nobody uses it. Yeah. So I lost it. But you had enough to get by down yeah. there? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, how, so, how long were you in Mexico for? I played there for eight months, and this would have been what 2016. Yeah, 16. Okay, and then right after that is when I went to Europe, 2017. And then you went where in Europe from Mexico? Um, same place, Gizen. Okay, so you've been at Gizen for a while. Yeah. So when you when you make the transfer from Mexico to to Germany, how does that work? Same thing. You have like other other connections or scouts for those. Programs? So my my. Like I said, my best friend, um, Chris Miller, he was playing there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, there's a team that need a point guard. You should come here and try out. So I came. I went to the tryout. I played really well, and they offered me. And I, So in the team I played there, it was called um, Vizic, and, um, but they're in the city of Gizen. So okay. I played there. I performed pretty well. I averaged 28, I think it was that season, 29, Jeez. 28. And then that's when... Um, I played against the team I'm currently on, and I think I had 32. And they're like, "Oh, come play for us because it's a higher league." And I've been there. So you've kind of you've risen up a little yeah. bit. So, um, so you've been in Germany since 2017. Consistently in Germany, like no. I mean, for how many? How much of the year are you in Germany? So I've been. I went uh, 17, 18. COVID hit. 19 came home, Spain for a season, and then back to Germany. Now, when you went to Spain, was that just because they, they had a league going and Germany didn't? No, um, me and the team from Germany couldn't come to an agreement of money. Mm-hmm. And the team in Spain was a better team anyways. So it was for me to build my resume. And so I went there. I performed pretty well. And then the team I'm currently on saw a video of me. And they're like, oh, come back. So are you the oldest player in the team? No. So what's the, what's the age in the league that you're in right now, roughly? Um, honestly, it, from, it goes from 16. You can turn pro at 16 and up. And what's the old? I mean, how? 
So you're 33. How how long do you think you have year wise? I'm just honestly playing it year by year. Yeah. So you're so, kind of at that stage where it's just like keeping yeah. the body healthy. Yep. Um, what are you doing right now to maintain your body? I just train. Um, I want to say give or take five hours a day, but split it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I eat healthy compared to years ago. I was eating very very bad. Yeah. And sleep is important. So. So, like, what's your normal training split on a day? So, like, I work with this kid that's autistic. So, from 11 to, or actually, yeah, 11.30 to 2, I do weights. And then I go work with him. And then around 7, 7.15, I do the basketball part. At night? Yeah. Um, so, when you're with the other the other guy how what's that is that training him or is no, that just... like so i put him through something while he's training i train gotcha okay. yeah so but... i do a little basketball training in the morning mm-hmm. after lifting and like i'll do the hard part by myself and then when i'm with him so i can focus on him also yeah that's when i mainly do basketball or um, ball handling because i can focus on him while i'm doing ball handling and this is in germany or here also? here That's so here. during the summer gotcha yeah so you're playing five hours the five hours that includes the lifting part too or yeah it- yeah so i left for about an hour and 20 minutes okay about yeah that's lifting including cardio and then then it, like i said basketball yeah. a lot of it's probably just is it by yourself most yeah of the time? yeah sometimes like um like if anthony hodge comes and visit because he's from new york city so mm-hmm. if he comes and visit i'll work out with him or i work out with a uh, a couple of the college guys that are freshmen going into their sophomore year. At Plattsburgh? No, the, um, one, his name is Parker. I don't know his last name. He plays at Potsdam. Okay. And then another one's named Solomon. I don't know his last name, and he plays at um, New Pulse. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Local so, guys, though? Yeah. Um, so when you're when you're doing, and again, this is a, a different level. When you're talking to someone playing you know, basketball full-time. Like mm-hmm. When you're doing training and drills and stuff, I mean, are you like – you're focusing more on ball handling, more on shooting. Your shot's gotten really good. Yeah, I shoot. I sh- honestly, as I work on my left hand. Mm-hmm. I barely touch the ball in my right hand, and um, I just shoot as much. So as as much as I can. Are you doing like a lot of? Um, well, I'm guessing too. So like we used to back in the day, you just get the ball and shoot. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you're running off and trying to do catch and release and yeah. doing off balance and things. Yeah. So because the offense I've been playing in, I have to come off screens or. A lot of it's pick and roll, so I got to shoot off the dribble, which is a, a problem. But um, yeah, mainly pick and roll stuff. So, are, do you think right now you're the best basketball you've ever been playing? I would say um, two years ago was your peak. Yeah, um, I got hurt um, the last year or two, so I'm trying to get back to where I was. What's uh, at what point? Because again, I, I always look at when you were. I'm going back to high school. This yeah. is the last time I played with you. I remember. You you obviously were a good player all the way through. I feel like your senior year, my junior year, that you were just like you had just like tapped into like another gear. Yeah. Um, how, do you agree on that? Yeah. And then how since then how much how many el- like level ups have you think you've you've risen through? Um, uh, it's like if you saw a tape of me play high school and then a tape now, it's two different people. Yeah. So. Like, and you can tell that as you're going along, yeah. things feel easier. Like I sent, uh, it's kind of funny. I sent a, a tape to um, what Jacob Cummings. Do you remember him? I remember the name. Yeah, he was, he was a crazy I, guy, right? Yeah, I think he was three years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I sent him a tape, and he noticed. He's like, "Oh, you go left most of the time because in high school I couldn't dribble with my left hand." 
So, like, he already noticed the difference between then and now. So you're comfortable with both hands. Yeah. Um, now, where do you play, like, are you guys playing more like zone or man-to-man on defense? No, we play man. We'll yeah. play zone, like, to get a breather. I mean, can you play zone, though? Yeah. Because isn't, like, NBA... No, but they don't, they don't, like, they don't teach zone in Europe. They play strictly man. Yeah. But, like, if our coach doesn't really want to sub, if he'll just have us go zone for a breather. Just kind of lay off some guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's, I mean, living in Germany, what's the, uh, what's the most fun about being in Europe? Nobody knows you. You like that? Yeah. Mr. Talkative, you just said <laughs> if you came in. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows you, and it's just like, it's like a, a fresh start, you know, like, so if you can be... Yourself, so to speak. You know? Yeah. Um, now, how many players are on the team with you? Um, ten or twelve. Is it twelve? Yeah, twelve. How how often does that change year to year? Um, yeah, it's always between nine and twelve. But I mean, like the same guys that are playing. No, it's like um. So I played for this team three years, and this year, I only knew two people from the previous years. So it's quite a bit of turnover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've just stayed steady for. For yeah, years. So yeah. are you the captain of the team? This year I was. Okay. The first other two years I wasn't. So how did this year stack up versus the other years? You said you're kind of coming off injury. Yeah. Um, we had the best team in our league, but we couldn't get it going. And partly because I got hurt. So this year's team wasn't as good as my first year. Second year we were good. My first year we were, we sh- we were the best team, but we just found ways to lose games. Do you um, – how – What's the actual league? Like, what what level would you consider the league, from like, a European basketball standpoint? It's um, in the fourth league, so okay. which is about. I don't really know how to because they play different basketball. So it's kind of like the EPL, where you have the EPL and you yeah, the, yeah. So like in the baseball, like it would be um, like single double somewhere in that range. Double is it? It's triple A and then the league and then in the league, yeah. yeah so double A, double A. Okay, yeah. so you're you're yeah. up there. So, um, now how often do do you see a lot of transfers with guys going up into that next level? Yeah. Guys dropping down, so it's kind of like back and forth yeah. depending. Have you? So ever- that's actually what I was explaining to. I'm in talks with teams from the second and third league. Oh, okay, so you're so, moving up. Like, yeah. In the third league, being like the pro, like the their highest league. No, the highest league is the first league, which is called the BBL, which is like where um, Dirk came from. He played in that like yeah. That's their NBA. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, you're, but you're at this basketball. age, at this age, it would be hard for me to get there. But if it was like four years ago, I could have had a chance because I I work out with those guys. And what's the difference? I mean, is it age mostly? You think? Um, yeah, like, like pretty a much. Guy, like, like a guy that you work out with that's in the top level and you're working out with them. Like, what do you think the difference between you and someone like that would be? Them just being around that type of skill level more consistent. Like just know? for years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if, um, like, had you not played at, you know, a small town in upstate New York, I mean, had you been maybe down in the city or yeah. um, somewhere, do you think that that you would have just... Easily. Yeah. Because, like, I, it's just I, I caught on to everything later than everybody else would have, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I was 26, I started to see top-level talent when when these guys are playing from 15, you know what I mean? Um, Now, has the transition been easy, though, from from league to league? Yeah. So, the first year, it was hard because I had to learn, like, in this area of Plattsburgh, they don't teach us, like, pick and rolls and Mm -hmm. this and that. And in Europe, everything's pick and roll. 
So I had to do a lot of like watching Chris Paul, like learning the yeah. game myself because I wasn't taught how to like put people in a box, like meaning coming off a screen and keeping the defender behind you. So it's like a box, you mm -hmm. know, I had to learn all that. And then I had to learn the Euro pass, which is like over your head. Instead of normally you make a chest pass, but if you're going into the paint, you would throw it over your head to the corner off the bounce instead of two hands, it would be one hand. Just a quicker movement. Yeah. Um, in Europe, they play um, the paint's wider, right? Don't they have kind no, of... No, they changed all... It's it's, it's standard. Same, like yeah, standard it's, but... it's American basketball setting. So, and that's... Was it... Uh, is it FIBU? Is that FIBU. The... FIBU. FIBU. Is yeah. it, so, that's a standard now. Is this normal key we see yeah. like in the NBA? Yeah. Um, the only difference is there's no defense at three seconds. In the okay. NBA, there's defense at three... But even for us, college and high school, there's not there's a, none. Yeah. So that's the only thing between European basketball. Yeah. So your what you play and what the highest league plays is the same. Yeah, we have all the same rules. It's just different leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say because I, I remember watching like I mean European basketball. Like I know um, like what's the top I guess countries over there? Because like Lithuania is always really good, and then you get yeah. guys that play like Germany. Obviously, like Dirk played there, so I mean, or from there. What, I mean, how does how does it differ? Because you said you went to Spain. Like, mm -hmm. how does it stack up from league to league? So, like Spain, um, the league there is up and down. So it was more like being at home, just get the ball, go. Okay. In Germany, it's run the set, run the play, um, run the shot clock down to ten seconds. Instead of shooting the first shot, they want to want you to shoot the third shot. You know what I mean? So the games are a little bit lower scoring, less possessions. Yeah. Um, which, what what do you preference though? At this at this stage of my career, I like Germany. Like I like to because it slows the game down yeah, for you. Yeah, um, but I can still play up and down, but just probably it, beat you up a little bit more. Yeah. How many games do you play in a season? Um. So we play. It's hard to explain. So we play eighteen league games, mm -hmm. but we play other teams throughout the week. So they make okay. it. So they make it Saturdays. We play our league games, and then during the week we play other leagues. Or so, like this past season, I probably played sixty games. And it doesn't include playoffs or anything. They don't have playoffs. So the first, the first um, team to win the division, whoever comes in first place, you go to the next league. So it is like EPL. There's promotions and relegations. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. And how many teams in the league? Fourteen. And it's only the top one that gets up. Yep. Okay, so I mean, there's something to play for. So there. every game is a playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, it's weird. I mean, I think that's one of the in pro sports because we don't have. I mean, obviously we don't have that, you know, in the states. But like EPL, that's the best thing yeah. I think because like yeah. you kind of just start, you know, giving people opportunity. But you can move from the. It's hard, but the yeah. lowest league all the way up. Yeah. Um. So, when it comes to like basketball and stuff, as as you've evolved as a player, how how has your game changed? Um, you know, or maybe the style that you played, let's say, high school into college versus where you are now? Um, I would say I was a lot more flashy in high school and college because I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So whatever I saw, like, at the time, um, if you remember N1 mixtape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually where I learned how to play basketball. So Hot just, sauce and yeah, Escalade so, and all that. Yeah, so I just copied what I saw until I got to, I want to say, my junior. That's when my game kind of... Changed into more organized, tightened up a bit. Yeah, was that after you broke your leg? Yep. Is that did that did that kind of keep you? Did that change perspective on how to play, or is that just no. maybe just maturity wise? Just yeah, just yeah, just um, honestly watching other point guards play, playing against other point guards, 
talk um, coaches telling me to slow down. So probably more about efficiency. Yep. Because um, I I remember. Uh, I mean, again, I'm going off of the one season I played with you, but I think the uh, the the thing that I that's I would say probably the three things that I noticed the most on the court. One, defensively, you were by far the best player in the area without a doubt. And I mean, just rebounding for um, a guy that's not five foot eleven. You're rebounding. Plus, I'm giving him shit here. So I'm lo- side note here. So I looked him up. I'm like, I you know, I know some stuff about you, but then I'm like, did you enter the NBA draft, or was it just something you had to put? 2013 NBA entry draft. I didn't do that. Okay. I don't. I don't. It looked good though. So, but it said you you are 5'11", 200 pounds. I don't know. Where did you find that? <laughs> I don't know. Unless but it had, it had like legit, had some other stuff. It said yeah. uh, high school, Plasterwork High School. So I think this might have been, yeah, it, yeah, this is kind of butchered up. But um, I just want to give you crap about 5'11". <laughs> but um, no, but for for a guy that wasn't, you know, a, a forward or a center or anything like that. I mean, yeah. you played, I remember you played low in the 2-3 and you, um, you, you were one of the top rebounders on the team considering you weren't in the best position all the time to get it. Yeah. Like you could box out. But I think the... The thing I remember is you could box people out, but you also were able to turn very quickly and go from defensive end to the offensive end. Um, and obviously, I mean, I'm taking your rebounding and your steals yeah. as defensive, and then you were able to transition very fast going forward. And I think the thing that the thing that I, I, there's two players that I ever played with that controlled the pace of a game in all the sports I played you in basketball and Jordan Spiegel when he was center midfield in soccer yeah. and, and Jordan after you had graduated because Jordan or not Jordan, sorry, Jacob, not Jordan. Jo- love Jordan, but Jordan, yeah. Jordan wasn't the fit. Yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't, he wasn't running the, the middle of the game, but the, uh, but Jake, I remember could do that with soccer where if Jake wanted the game to go faster, everybody would go faster yeah. based on his speed. And you, I, I felt like you did that in basketball. Like you single-handedly could slow down nine other players on the court. You could speed them all up. And I think that a lot of people, uh, even people that, I mean, everybody who played us knew who you were, but I mean, I think everybody even looked at you as like, like with so much respect and admiration of like, okay, that guy by far is the best player on the court. And that guy, if he's slowing down, we should probably slow down and speed up and things. And I don't know. Did you feel that on the court? Or did you, did you feel that you had that, like that pull on the court or was that just something just by the byproduct of what you did just happen? In, in high school, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just playing, yeah. you know, and some days I felt like, okay, nobody on the court was as fast as me. Let me just play at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, I noticed they're playing this type of defense. Let me slow down and find my lanes to get to the basket. Because I wasn't shooting at mu- that much in high school. Yeah, I were. was just always attacking, mm-hmm. you know. So I was going to say, you had you, I mean, between assists, rebounds, and, and steals, I mean, you scored a decent amount, but yeah. you, weren't, you weren't putting up 20-something a game. You might have, yeah. what, like 10, 15 a game, but you would have... I, my senior year, I finished with 18 or 17. Was that what it was? Yeah. But you had, like, you had all the other stat lines there. Yeah. I mean, you were just all around, like, did so much. Um, still to this day, out of any sport I've ever played, the fact you didn't win MVP that year still bothers me. Yeah. I think it was political. Yeah. But was... that, there's no way you can tell me that you weren't the best player in the, in the league and the most valuable because we didn't have... Literally, if we didn't have you, they we gave were going it, I'll never forget. They gave it to Joe Hudding from E-Town. Who was a great player, but he wasn't... You don't have to be... I'm saying he, he was if a good... If you didn't have him on the team, they were still a good team. They were still good, exactly. That, that was... It's, it's it, very... You don't have to give it to the best player on the best team. Yeah. I said you got to give it to the best player in the league who was the most valuable, which is the, the award. So, um, But I, re- I remember... Uh, I mean, to me, that year we go from like, I mean, what were we? I wasn't on the team the year before, but we were never historically good. But they were what, maybe third or four or fifth in the league, maybe. 
So my junior year. Fourth or fifth in the league? Yeah, my junior year, we were about, no, I want to say we were like sixth or seventh. It was and rough we, there. For yeah, time. we lost to Bolton in the first round because Matt Devins was our coach, I remember. Previous years. Yeah, yeah so, no, it was my first three years was Norcross. Mm-hmm. My f- junior year was Matt Devins, which was his first time coaching. Yep. And we lost to Bolton. Um, and then my senior year was um, Rob Guerin. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what he did. I don't know. His I, system just worked for the players he had. Yeah. And I think we went like 25 and two. I don't know. We were good. Yeah. We, uh, well, I think we, no, I think we lost three games. We lost to E Town twice and then we lost to Chattagay. Oh, yeah. No. But we had beat all those. We, no, we and, lost to Chattagay. Yeah, we lost to Chattagay in, uh, in the regionals. Which, but we had beat them in the, earlier in the year. Yeah. And honestly, that game. The thing that ki- that kills me the most that game because obviously our biggest win was the sectional finals game in my eyes, but yeah. like when you well, I would say actually Shattergate at home was huge because yeah. we just don't. That's lose when a that, that's when uh, that game. And I don't know if you remember we played NCCS in like a closed scrimmage. Yeah, and we beat them by like twenty five. Crush. Yeah, and that's when the season turned. Like we're like, oh, we are we are good because we know? were beating up the big teams that yeah. typically would look we beat, Yeah, we beat Seton that year, which is a big team for us. We beat them twice that yeah. year. So like, and I think we we, we beat Beekman Town that year. Yep. Which is, yeah, yeah, and Beekman Town was good because yeah. I think they went to the sectional finals. Yeah, um, and I remember, so I remember the E Town winning that, which was cool. Um, that's actually online if you want to watch it. No, the sectional game. Yeah, the finals. Okay, I'll send you the link if I can find it. Okay. But um, so it was that. But then we ended up. I remember we we ended up playing. Was it the tournament of champions? Yeah, we lost, We beat Seton pretty bad. Bad, and then PHS. The fieldhouse, yeah, but we PHS had, beat us really bad. But we had to go to the field. Yeah, but if you remember the field, um, we had to go play PHS at PHS because yeah. the field house we couldn't play there for some reason, and we were down one at halftime. Yeah, which I think literally was just you. It was basically PHS was up on Corey yeah. Lewis by one point because you 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 like that was one of my better games. I think. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say you like sold out that game, and yeah. I mean you kept it in the game, and then just got to the point where. You know, I remember like, in the second half they just pressed us, and they put two on me and had Ellis Corey Ellis bring up the ball. Yeah, it was, it was. We just got outmanned at yeah. that. I mean, but again, they they made adjustments and yeah. we were kind of playing only one. You could really only because they were they good. were good. Yeah, they, they were. were really they should have won states that year. I, I was actually people don't know I was supposed to transfer that year to PHS. Yeah. Well, I remember you telling me yeah, that. So I was supposed to go there. Um, I was really good friends with all of them, mm-hmm. and they felt like they were missing one player. Because if you, I don't know if you remember, Tori Bouye was their best player, but they also had four really, really good players around him. I remember uh, Matt Huey. Yeah, I, the, I, but that was a young Matt Huey. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I actually ran into Matt. He came back to the area. I don't know Matt well. Yeah. And I remember meeting him, and I was like, he told me the name, and as soon as he said it, it clicked because I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. Um, nice, yeah. super nice guy. But he's uh, he was a big guy, um, Franklin. Yep. I was he, how old was he at the time? Senior. So it was senior. Yeah. Um. It was uh, Matt Hugh. I believe he was either a so- yeah. He had to be a sophomore, I think. And then Tory was a senior. Franklin was a senior. Joey Reef was a senior. Yep. Um. Justin Mahan. I don't know if you know him. Um. Yes. He oh, was, I know of him. Yeah. yeah he was a senior. Um. They had Pat Shaughnessy. Yeah. He was a freshman, I think. Uh, sophomore no. freshman. No, Pat's my age. Pat would have been sophomore, a junior. A junior. Okay. Yeah. So they had a, a legit team, yeah. you know. So yeah, um, uh, Josh Merchinson, do you know him? Yeah, yeah, Merch, yeah. 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 I mean, so, I remember the name, but yeah. of the guys, but they, uh, 
Yeah, they were they were uh, they were by far the best team yeah. in the area. But I mean, had you played with them, I mean, yeah. you guys wouldn't have been touched. Yeah, so I was like I, that was actually my close group of friends because I lived in Plattsburgh. Yeah. So from um, ninth grade up, I was I lived in Plattsburgh. Yeah. So I met them from AAU basketball and just being around Plattsburgh, and I uh, grew up pretty much with them and became really close friends. So my senior year, they're like, "Why don't you come here?" Cause me and it made sense. You yeah, were in soccer. Yeah, so. Joey and um, Josh Murchison were my really two close friends, and they were always like, "Just come here. Like, you would fit right in with us." Yeah. And I was gonna go there, but who was the coach? For um, S- same guy is now or different? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Hartman. Hartman. That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember after that, we ended up we played um, Chateaugay yep. by far. When, when I would say we started to get better, by far the worst game from when we kind of started to click till the end of the season, I, I thought it was the worst game. No, I, the worst half we had. Worst half, yeah, correct. Yeah, because the second, the second half, we were perfectly fine. We actually outplayed him in the yeah, second half. It was the first half, we just couldn't catch up. And it was, but it was just with missed shots, easy yeah. things. I remember a couple of the, uh, Kenny and Andy, I remember they had a couple of just like point blank shots that mm-hmm. they've been making all year. And it's like, how are these? Like, and it was just, um, which was frustrating. But I remember the next day that Shadow Gabe, beat the team by 20 and um, whoever was in the regional finals. And then I remember they went to, I remember you, I distinctly remember you saying we walked into school, we were in the parking lot and I remember getting out of my car to walk in, you go walking by me. And all you said to me was we should be in Glens Falls today. And you just kept walking because <laughs> that was the final four. And that was the week later and they ended up winning and they smashed somebody in the semifinals and then they got smashed in the finals. You know, it's funny. So the team they lost to in the finals in the state championship, back then they were people were telling me we matched up perfect with that team and we could have beat them. Was it the Finney team? I have no idea, but I think it, it was CG Finney. I, I'd have to look back, but but realistically, we were uh, let's say two points away from potentially yeah. state championship game or state champions. I missed two free throws that day, and till this day, it still haunts me. In the fi- <laughs> regional finals it's against Chattanooga, or regional semis, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't. I think it's just all the the culmination of just those easy missed shots. I think we were the better team. It's just yeah. we just couldn't put the ball in that day. I, I think the moment was too big, not for us, like because soccer we're always in that moment. Yeah, yeah. But like the other guys that just play basketball, they've never been there. I agree. You know, so because yeah. like you said, the biggest win was the sectional. We wasn't supposed to win sectionals. Yeah. You know, E Town had our number, and Westport beat us that year too. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. At Westport. Westport, yeah. Well, full f- full disclosure on that. I think for some reason, somebody I think maybe an Ellis who was disciplined or something. So I had to play, and I played awful that game, mm-hmm. awful. And I, I I remember it was one of those games where I remember playing, and at the end of the game, because we were a good team. If you're a bad team, you don't care. But mm-hmm. if you're a good team, you're like, I think I single handedly lost <laughs> this that game, and it's just I couldn't do anything. I missed so many shots. I was I was just I knew I. There's only a few games I ever played like in my career where I was like I was probably the reason we lost that and that was one of the games. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter at the end of the day, but that was like you know, I remember I remember thinking I was like God that sucked. And then we ended up um, I remember we played E Town at our home gym. It was the first time if you remember back in the day they they used to open up both sides of the bleachers. It's at Shazy. And then they started to get away from opening both sides because there wasn't enough people. So they just like lined up chairs. Yeah. And I remember when we had to play E-Town at home. It was packed. It was packed. And they put out both bleachers the first packed. time they did it all year. And there was people standing in the hallways to watch the game. And it was the first time, because 
we, I, I mean, you way more than I was. I wasn't in like the basketball ecosystem. Like I just didn't, I didn't realize like big games, like everybody comes to them. And uh, so there was people from traveling all around to come watch this game. Like people that had no ties to either team. And that was the first time I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is getting legit. And I remember, I will never forget this. It was a highlight of my, cause again, I think Ellis was disciplined that day. And I remember, uh, you drove, you dribbled the ball, it was zero, zero, start of the game, I was starting and you kicked it off to me on the left, it was on the wing. It was like kind of, um, the elbow. T- yeah, it was kind of the elbow extended. And I remember shooting. It was going oh, towards the parking lot. On the Correct. left side of the court. Yeah, your memory kills me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Same, same. So I'm not, I'm not lying. It's actually legit. So I remember catching it. Guy was kind of coming out at me, and I shot it over him. Nothing but net, and we went up three nothing. And I, I think was that was like, the last time we had the lead. And that was probably the last time we had the lead because that was also I played like crap the rest of the game. And uh, but I just remember that game being huge, and I ended up hitting that first shot, and I was like, I was like, I probably shouldn't have hit that shot. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you were nervous because there were so many people, but it was also like, I wasn't a basketball player. You know, we just were, you know, by default, you had to, you know, you had to play sports. So, um, so going, going back, we'll, we'll go forward a little bit here in a, in a moment. But when you were, um, when you were going through basketball was always your, I mean, was always your first sport, right? Was it soccer? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Cause I would have, so when do you think you made the transition from soccer? College. To that became like your deal. Yeah. Um, I stopped liking soccer because I kept getting injured, and I felt I could have made it pro in soccer, but I just kept getting. So hurt. soccer by far was yeah. even better than basketball. Yeah. Because I think the difference was like you you were a fantastic soccer player, but you also played with a lot of really good players. Yeah. Where basketball, you were just so far above everybody else that it was just kind of like, you know, there's some other good players, but like you you definitely separate yourself on the basketball court. Where soccer. You were in the upper echelon with a few other guys that were really good that you could say like Nolan or Spiegel that they're right. some good guys. But um, so from a soccer standpoint, you played in what two state championships? Yeah, uh, yeah, four final fours, two state champions. And then I remember, well, as a kid, I remember there was uh, you. God, you might have been like I wasn't. I wasn't on the team yet. Um, I, I want to say you were maybe a freshman. You started in eighth grade. No, a freshman. So your freshman, you were down in Colony. And I remember. Yeah. I remember. I scored two goals. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember you had a one or two header. Were they both headers? No, one? one was header. It was um because you scored going towards the school. I remember you just like jump up in a crowd of people and. It was near post header, mm-hmm. and then the other no, the header was far post. The second goal was off my foot near post. I well, I remember from, the uh, I remember the, the header. You went up through a crowd of people yeah. and headed it in. Yeah, yeah, and that and I was like I said, I was younger at the time, but that was a team that was not very good. Yeah, we wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, that that was like <laughs> I think out of all the years, and I'd, I'd love to um, hear Rob's perspective on that. But I I would probably say that year, and then the 2010, 2009 team. Um, was that was another team that shouldn't have? They won the state championship yeah. that year. And that was Brandon Lauren was like a freshman, I think, at the time, yeah. and they shouldn't have. I mean, I say shouldn't have won. They won it, but it was that was, pro, you know, when you have a team that's not great and you just yeah. claw for every every victory, and that was the year. But so you, so okay, so that was two thousand what two four or two thousand two was yeah, and then two thousand three we also that was Joel Lauren senior year. Yeah, and that was. That was when you guys lost to Edmonston, right? Yeah, and we were supposed to win it that year because yeah. that was the only game we went twenty-two and one. Yeah, we were supposed to win it that year, and then the year after we won it, and you lost in overtime. 
yep. against Edmondson. Yeah, they only had one shot, and that shot went in. Um, and I remember that was when uh, was it Josh missed the PK in that one? Yep. Yeah, because I remember he hit it wide right, I think, yep. and it just um, on the far end. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so then the following year, two thousand four, we played on. Um, who's in the oh uh, SS Seward? Is that how you? Yeah, well, that was when you broke your leg. Yep. yep. And the finals was against. Um, oh my god. I forget. I know. I don't know how. Uh, uh, I just know Nolan played amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that day. Who the hell did you? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on that. Who the team was? But Seward was. Yeah, Seward was a stacked team. Yeah. And I, I just. They I, were better than the final team. Yes. Yeah. yeah by far, and I, I remember. Uh, like I remember you like what was the final of that was it 2-1 against Seward? It was 2-1 because Eric Ashline scored. The Seward game? Yeah. I thought it was 2-0. I thought Was it 2-0? I think so. It could have been cuz I remember Eric Ashline scored who again. I, Eric yeah, was it was not, 2-0 because I remember I'd never forget it's going to sound crazy. It was 7 minutes and 35 seconds on the on the clock left of the game and um coach had my sub coming in mm-hmm. for the rest of the game to get ready for the next day. 50-50 ball, and that's when I broke my leg. I remember it like it was. I mean, I remember. Ugh, I, I, I mean, it was probably worse, obviously, you being there. But I, I, can, I remember hearing it. Yeah. I remember you were on the near side on the like. Yeah. Next you were to like the crowd. You were near the crowd, but on the right half of the field yeah. from the crowd. And I remember that happening. And I remember Rob putting like the guy. I forgot who it was, but it was literally on the sideline. I went for the ball to go out, yeah. and it just like, yeah, that yeah. that was rough. And I just remember because you were out the whole year. Yep. And I, I was wearing, remember at the time, everybody started wearing the small shin guards. Yeah. So I had it like, like a deck of cards. Yeah. So right, ab- like right below my knee. So I wasn't really wearing shin guards, you know, so. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, did, so you went to the, I mean, obviously you went to the hospital down there that night. Yeah. You, you were, you were at the, you were on the sideline the next yeah, day. I was really, really drugged up. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what they gave me, but I don't really remember. I just, the reason why I know Nolan played so well, I watched the tape. Yeah, but in the moment, I don't, I don't. I just remember you being wheeled up, and you're like on the. I think you're like kind of in the center, yeah. like they kind of rolled you out there. I was like, yeah. which sucks, but because you were the MVP of the league day. Yeah. Um, what God? I can't. I don't know how I can't think of the team we beat. It's yeah, gonna bother either. me. Like I probably know every other team, but who we won the first one? I just remember Seymour put a put put a return cross in. Yep. Remember off the corner, it came and right back um, to him. Yeah. And then Nolan went up scored, and and uh, and then the. The following, no, the following year, yeah, that was the uh, that was a twenty four and zero team. Yeah, that's when um, Fillmore scored on us first. Yeah, and that was the first time we've ever been down that year. It was only the third goal of the year too yep. scored. I so I remember that game because I got moved up at the end of our season, like from JV at the end of the season, because it was it was a team like I probably moved up as a decent player, and I was probably like eighteenth on the team of just no, players that year. I don't care what Coach McAuliffe says. That was the best team ever to go through Shazy. I, I think one, you would agree. One through 18, best team by far. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I... Practice was harder than the games that year. 100%. I remember the first uh, the first time I moved up, we had practice. And again, I season ended. Rob pulled me and a couple guys up. And uh, I remember getting put in... We had like the small possession games, which weren't a big deal because I was when, I was with the, the scrub inside. You know? <laughs> but then I remember we ended up opening it up and you play a full field. I can still remember to this day Justin Seymour coming, and again Justin weighed about ten pounds soaking wet. And I remember he went and just like he kind of pushed me off the ball, and I remember he like grabbed me, and I had a big scratch mark down my arm, 
And this was this was literally like three minutes into pr- uh, the scrimmage, and I was like, "Oh, this is just another level." Yeah. And this was practice. This yeah. was like a random practice in like mid to late October on like say a Tuesday at Shay Z. <laughs> and, and the best part about Rob was he knew what he was doing. Like one day he would put me versus Nolan, yeah, and it would just get crazy that day me and nolan going at it or nolan and seymour or me and jacob yeah and which was bad for the opponent because we were tired of each other we had to take it out on somebody yeah so we were winning 15-0 and 12-0 it was it was it was not <coughs> it was not a fair fight and i, I remember uh oh I just, man stetson people forget he was our amazing he was our question mark nobody knew who he was yeah and he was phenomenal yeah. so stetson so Stetson was young at the time. That he was a freshman. Yeah, because he was probably our fourth best player. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know how much you followed once you left. So Stetson played with some. So the following year, I think Stetson. He what did what did I don't remember what Stetson played his soft. He might have still been on the outside because Spiegel and um, no he Baker went, were in the middle. He went to up front with um, Nolan. His sophomore year, yeah, because because remember oh, Seymour right. Seymour yeah. graduated. <laughs> you're right because then junior year, which is my senior year, he was center midfield, yeah. and then so I'll remember this about Stetson. Have you seen Stetson at all? I I last time I saw Stetson was ten years ago, yeah. but I remember I heard he went back to Oklahoma. Was that where he went to? That's what I was told. Yeah, so. I, I haven't seen him. I'd love to see him. I mean, I, I got along good with him, but he. Uh, I, so I remember Stetson when I the year I graduated, I went back and watched a summer league game when I was going into college. Stetson, I don't know what the heck happened. The kid, I think he just got like 10x all his skill level in about six or eight months. Because I remember he got the ball and there was one time I remember he just got the ball, turned on a kid in our half at Summer League, beat almost every single kid, and then with the ball on his foot was running past or was running away from the defenders chasing him and just scored. And I remember watching them like this kid's on another level. And then him and Jason basically brought that team back to the finals. Um, But Stetson... Stetson's his senior year because he was very good our junior year. Yeah. His senior year, he was another player. Yeah, he was. It wasn't fair. No, and and he uh, the only time I've ever seen again. This is, I'm going back. I've been out of the out of the game for probably five years now. But the only time I've seen players in their senior year where you just knew they were too like they were just they were just better than the league they were playing in. Um, I would argue you, Jake Spiegel, and Nolan in those sub- subsequent Seymour. years. Seymour. Seymour too. His yeah. senior year, he yeah, was totally right. different his, from junior sophomore. Because the hard part is when you take that, you take like the 2005, like that class, give or take a couple years, there was almost too many good players to even categorize people because they were just, it was like just you kept just refilling good players. And we haven't seen it since then. We've yeah. had some good players, but not that dominant yeah. year over year. But those guys, and then when you went forward, Stetson and Baker were mm-hmm. another league, and then um, Brandon Lauren and Nathan Reynolds, their senior years, same thing. It was yeah. like it wasn't a fair fight, yeah. and you you know I think, you know who like people didn't really care too much for him, but he could have been extreme extremely good was Corey Ellis, but Corey he I, wasn't disciplined at yeah, the time. I, I I honestly think Corey, I, he actually messaged me a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Um, do you have you talked to him? Uh, he, last time I talked to him was. Four years ago, maybe. Yeah, he's he's into running a lot right now. But okay. he, uh, Corey was one of, he was one of those kids. Like sometimes was his own worst enemy. Um, all the skill in the world, and I think the, the hard thing. Cause I, I mean, I graduated with him, so and I, I played sports with Corey since I was a little kid, and um, he was always one of those guys. You, 
you know when you can just recognize a player? Like, he was one, he had to just, like, sometimes just let shit out. Yeah. And then you had to... And luckily for me, I wasn't a very confrontational person. Like, I, for some, some reason, at a young age, I recognized it. It was, like, almost like, let him just spew it. Let him take out his anger on you or teammates or whatever. And then just know you're getting a better version of him after yeah. he does it. And I think... Because um, he was... When he stepped up and had just, like... When he was on, he was... Even in basketball, he was good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think... Um, like I said, I think he was a. I don't think he maxed out his potential a lot, no. but I think he had. He was a very good player, um, but yeah, he he because he could do some stuff. But again, I think the other issue is when you play with the teams that you were playing with, you you could be a very good player, but you're being overshadowed by phenomenal players. Yeah, that's yeah, that was what I was gonna say. He was very good, but. No disrespect, you're not Nolan or Seymour, Stetson, you know what I no. mean? And, and they played the same position. Well, you're talking all-time players there. Yeah. And they happen just to all to fall in the same yeah. like chronological <laughs> order, you know? And I think, yeah. that's, uh, I think that's what people don't get. And I, I love, like, again, when I was coaching with Rob years after, like, I, I love the kids, I love the boys that are playing, but, you know, when they would say, like, I think this is the best team. Like, no, 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 no. I said, I said if you want, I said, we'll, we'll, I said, we'll find some tape, but I said, if you want to watch... The 2005 team. 2005 team was the number one team. I think that... And I actually want to hear your opinion on this. I think the next best team we ever had, There's, there's, it's a tie. It's 2006 that we lost in the sectional. Uh, we were to beat that team by like eight goals. 2005 would. Yeah. No, 2005 was in the class. No, I'm saying that next year, they were supposed to win the state championship. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. Enough section. I was there, but like I don't. Section file. Like I don't. Well, we, the problem was we had some suspensions, we had some issues, we had some. No, we had some the injuries. main the main thing was um, Casey Chom Lee getting hurt. Yeah, that I had was, to go in for him. That was the main like, thing. That yeah. once he pretty much blew out his knee, we didn't have a sub for him. No, because he got he went out. Kenny went to the stopper, and I got thrown in. And then um, Paul. no um, Nolan went back to center mid. Correct. Yes, yeah. that's what people don't realize is that, and, and again, you were just trying to fill in the gaps there. And we were up, I think, one nothing late. They scored, and they scored two late goals. And, um, and no, I, I'm sorry, coach put Stetson center mid. Then they went up two one. He tried to put Nolan back to center mid, and it was too late. Yeah, yeah, because right. he was he was playing more because Jason didn't play that game. Yeah, he was just trying to. Once we went up one zero. He was just trying to get out of that game. Yeah, because you know? the thing is, E Town was good that year. Yeah, they had some stacked yeah. players. I mean, that was, uh, and that's the that's that was the issue when you played, especially a team that played you through. Because we we had beat them twice during the year, and like when you start to play a team, same thing with basketball that yeah. same year. It's like you had their number. They knew, they knew what your weakness could be, and it just got to the point. It was a perfect storm. We had some internal issues that day, and then we ended up, like I said, you're playing against a team that. Knows how to play you, and I think at the time was ranked in the top five or yeah. four in the in the state. We were one, obviously, but they were, um, they were by far the toughest team we had played all yeah. year. And because you have to think about it, people don't realize that team was the same team from '05. So, Their team was, yeah. yeah. You know, you're right. So and, they and were just waiting for us. Well, the thing, the thing that benefit. I mean, we lucked out when after '05, because '05 was a pretty young team. Yeah. I mean, it was you, Seymour, Sean. Kenny Boyer. But Kenny was younger. Kenny was a senior, though. Sorry, 05. Yeah, he started, though. No, he started, but I'm saying you're talking like an overall. In 2005, we didn't have a lot of seniors that played. No. So it was a, it was a fairly um, – we had a fairly young 
team, but the but again, a lot of those other teams, their top their top people were like were juniors. Yeah. So we we had like two really good junior classes that played, and then there's a like our we had obviously Noel and Kyle and a couple guys like in my my grade, but um, that was just I think your oh four five six seven years where you won three out of four and really should have you know are yeah. you four out of four were the were like the dynasty part of Shazy and then we had a few other I mean we've had teams since you know and there was a couple back to backs but um the thirteen no twelve team was good which was um, Brandon and Nathan's senior year and that was a team that had the firepower from an offensive end I mean what you, what you think about it? I I would love I don't even know what those numbers were. We scored 160 in 05. I think they had a high scoring year at like 120. Okay. You know what I mean? But it was just, like you said, it's just a different level. Yeah. And you know, also the other, since the leagues got changed around, I think the boys now play consistently harder teams. But I don't think you're playing the E-Town, the Westport, and the Woolsboro. Because you played those three those three teams back like when you played. And, and they started to tail off a little bit after I got out. Yeah. But... Um, just because of size of school and stuff, yeah. but they were good back then. Yeah, and some I think some of the schools emerged. I think well, Westport and Newtown merged, which okay, is insane. Yeah. But back then they had two really good teams, yeah. and because I remember Westport wasn't a bad team, especially when you played at Westport. Yeah, they they played tough, and I think they was it there's one team that people don't talk about enough is the 2000 team. The 2000. Yeah, they they lost to Willsboro in the section. Yeah. they were, yeah. they were supposed to win the states that year, but they, they were had, undefeated at the yeah. time. Um, I would have loved to play that team with our 05 team. I think you're right because that was um, Adam Trombley was on yeah. that team and uh, Matt had graduated. Um, that's that's when I think Ian Lauren was a sophomore, but he was phenomenal. Remember, yeah, um, there was um, Adam Trombley, Broussard. Chris Bonoir or Craig. Chris ba- oh, Craig Bonoir. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, wait. No, Damian you're right. No, no Craig was a senior. Craig, yeah, Damian. Damian. Ian Brassard. Yeah. Aaron Lauren. Um, yeah, Aaron Lauren. Um, what's his name? John Josh. Lauren. Josh. Karanzik. I can't even say his name. Oh, Jeff Karanzik. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you played with Jeff. What? Yeah, one his, or two years. One year. No, two years. Two years. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff was a stud too. Yeah. And I, um, th- those are fun years. I mean, I just, I don't know because again, the other issue is too. You're a kid. Like yeah. I mean, we we're young watching those players, so you kind of have like this aura around these players at the time. But when you, and again, I. I had coached years after, so I kind of got to see a little bit more extended version of Shay Z, and, and they were good. Yeah. But I still, to this day, out of all the soccer I've ever seen, the 2005 team was just a different level. Yeah. And I mean, I and I don't think I was biased because I was like in that in that like time period. But I mean, there, there's a game on if you YouTube it, Shay Z Bolton. It was the might have been the NBAC North game. Okay. Or the NBC North South game. Oh, the championship game. Or yeah. Whatever? yeah, I think I think um, I was on the bench. I was hanging out, but I think you guys ended up. I think you guys were up like six zero or something. Like quick, zero. yeah, like fifteen to twenty minutes in. And I, I remember uh, there was a couple good goals. There was one you went and um, I'm forgetting the names now, but you like you stepped on it and you twisted around. I forgot the name we used to call that. Mm-hmm. And you ended up. Doing this to the, the defender, the defender just like kind of spun and fell, and you walked in, just rolled into the net. And I just remember it was like the smoothest thing yeah. ever to the point, and it was that Seymour had a great header, Nolan just couple just like beating five guys and just yeah. scoring. And um, I just remember watching those teams. I'm like, it's just a different. I, my soccer. favorite part of that year was so when we would go up, so say, pull it up. Keep talking. If we were going, like, if we were up like six seven zero, um, Rob would want to sub us out. 
So we would like us, the guys would be like, just hold the hold the ball, hold possession. We would hold possession for like thirty minutes. Well, that and that's what happened here. Let me see if I can find this because that's what happened as the uh, whoops, as the uh, game went along. It was yeah. like. That's what people don't realize. Like, oh, it must have been nice because you had all your players. I'm like, the players played half the game. Yeah. Like, they're winning 10-0, and they're playing half the game. Yeah, like, people didn't realize that. And, and I think that's what the, uh, let me see, Shazy, it was uh, 2005. That was probably the first year where we went into sectionals fresh. Uh, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, just people were healthy. Yeah. Um, God, I got to find this because it, it was one of those games that you just start watching, and it was, hmm. it was again, not a fair fight. I remember I didn't even play in the first two rounds of um, sectionals because I like I hurt my groin in 05? Yeah, I hurt my groin and um, Rob was just, just like rest because he. I was gonna say, well, I mean, nothing against you, but you probably didn't need to play yeah. the first. Yeah, but we were so stacked, it didn't matter, you know. <laughs> well, it, yeah, God, where's? It'd be mad if I find. I'm good. Like I said, I'll text this to you too. But the uh, the problem is like all the all the stuff they had. A lot of these games are from like 2010, 11, 12, yeah. 13. Oh, here it is. So, oh, there you are, mm-hmm. number nine. So I think there's a goal right after this. Yes, this is Nolan. Yeah, he just. Oh, I'm trying to find the one that you have to. We'll leave it right here because I want to see. We'll see if you. Uh, I can't, oh yeah, you're, you're down here. Yeah. Number nine. Was mm-hmm. number nine, how'd you get stuck with nine? Was that, did you um, pick it? Craig had it. And he told me to wear it. Craig Barnwell? Yeah. Yeah, like right there. Like, I mean, this is, that's the thing. You're like barely watching this and they've already scored a goal. But like, watch the sequence of events right here. Like, this is what people don't realize is like, just at a high school level, mm-hmm. like Nolan, like just holding that guy off. Like the game was just too easy. Yeah. And uh, I got to, see the one I got to find... Oh, it's one nothing. Okay, we're just gonna walk. We'll, we'll leave this on as we talk because mm-hmm. there's one goal that we'll bring it up. I just want to see. Yeah, maybe you might remember. But so Craig Baharnwa had the number. Yeah, you? and he asked me to wear it, or I asked him if I could wear it. Um, he had he had graduated, and then yeah. uh, you had it. Um, yeah. so it's funny when I remember moving up. So we I got moved up at the beginning of the season or middle of the season, and I had played. I was number twenty for years, yeah, okay. like all the way through number twenty, number twenty. So what happened was I remember going and our first game up was the sectional, I think it was the sectional finals, maybe the NBC North South game, whatever it was. It was at Plattsburgh State. And for some that reason... Was, uh, that was the NBAC championship game. Yeah, we played Bolton. Yeah. So, so that was a game I was supposed to move up and that was like the first game I was going to be at. And what happened, I, and I actually went to, um, I went out to Notre Dame. We had tickets just to go out to a football game. At the beginning of the season, I'm like, I'll be done the season. I want, and then of course Rob moves me up. So I'm like, I remember telling him like, uh, I want to, but I'm literally gonna be gone this next like couple days. So the game happened. So I, I didn't even have my jersey at the time. Yeah. So I came back and it was like Monday, and you guys had won. And I remember having a stack of bags there, and number twenty was open. I was pumped. So I'm like, nobody has it. I'll be able to get my number, and I'll have it on varsity. Be cool. Well, do you remember Nathan Racine? Yep. So Nathan goes in, and out of all the numbers. <laughs> which is this is perfect this is Nathan to a T grabs number 20 and I was like you're not even 20 like out of all the ones you grab my own number and then I asked him he goes no I don't he goes no I want to be number 20 or whatever I'm like whatever so so then Rob ended up giving me number 24 which is great and yeah. that's been my, my number ever since but it's funny how you ended up like 
um, just like these things happen with numbers yeah. that, like my, my wife was, uh, do you know Gina? Yeah, Rose she was Bum? good. Yeah, so, yeah. She, um, well, so she ended up getting, um, she's, to me, she's the most competitive person I've ever met. And again, yeah. I've played with some competitive people, but she's just a nut. And yeah. she, she liked number one. Well, she got to a certain age, number one was taken. So she took 11 because it was two number ones. Yeah. And that was it. That was the reason. I'm like, okay. So even to this day, that's been her number. But she, uh, no, it was good. We actually, we went to, uh, I think I think a goal comes, oh, that's, yeah. Sean, see, Sean, I don't think gets enough credit. Yeah, back he doesn't. Then. Because of how good Jeff was. That's the only reason. That, and then also the fact that you guys, I mean, just as a team, we're so good defensively. But the amount of like, big saves he made. Yeah. And I, I've never played goal. You played goal at Cobleskill, right? Yeah, for for like two games. Oh, that's all. That's all it was. Yeah, two games. Did then. you guys win the national championship that year? We got upset in the finals, and because the coach put me in goal. You put you played in the championship game. Our goalie got um, he got in trouble. Something off the field, so the coach was like, "You played um, goalie earlier this season. We're gonna throw you in net." What were you playing at the time? Sweeper. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Me and Jake. Jake was playing left back. That's odd. Yeah, because that year he recruited, um, I think it was 40 players, and 30 were center midfielders. Because his philosophy was, if you play in the middle, you can play anywhere. Yeah, just in the game. Yeah. I mean, it's not a... It's kind of a, it's kind of a broad st- uh, strategy, but yeah. I don't think it's terrible. I mean, the thing was, I remember, I remember Jake a couple times... Um, he would drop back and play sweeper just for like yeah. game was out of hand. He just played it, and Jake was good. He was yeah. good. I mean, he was good at defense. I mean, you were a good defender. I don't know if you were. I mean, you could play sweeper. Yeah. You know, there's no issue with that. But I mean, you were always um, like I. I think one of the best defensive players ever at Shazy was Nolan. You think so? Absolutely. Well, I mean, you got to you got to think about it. Like a deep in the in the scheme of defense, it's you know you're trying to get the ball. Like yeah. offense, you have the ball. Defense, you take it. And like for a guy that would lose. I mean, not often, but if he lost the ball, he would chase you down, he'd chase you down and take it from you. Yeah. So, I mean, just from a pure able, uh, ability to defend and steal the ball back from somebody, like Nolan was in soccer from a defensive, as like you were in basketball. Yeah. Like but you, also, Justin did that pretty Justin, well because he, right. he would get so mad that he lost the ball. But he was either getting the ball back or getting a yellow card. So, this is a trick, <laughs> yes. But th- this was a thing, though, that people don't like, I don't think realize, at least the kids that I remember coaching and stuff. They would lose the ball and they would be like pissed and turn around yeah. and mope back. And I'm like, we just played at like we just played at a time frame where you lost the ball, you you got it back. Yeah, I was like disrespect. It. Like we felt we were that good that if you took it from us or we lost it, yeah, we had to get it, it was, back. It was almost yeah, it was almost like you, <laughs> you think you're better than we are. But yeah. I, I remember uh, again that came from practice. I mean, yeah. how many times in practice you again? This is when I moved up and I, I watched like just the intensity level of practice where. If you lost the ball, like, or you stole the ball, like, you almost didn't want to steal the ball from one of our best players because they were just going to like come back and just trounce you, and um, or like I remember just or get just like your Casey Trombley broke my shin guard one year. I ended up, I ended up uh, right here. No, that's that's it's coming up. Can you see it? All right. Yeah, I can see it. I was going to say because you end up, you go down here, you spin around some kid, and you're literally just like walking into the net. Honestly, I don't remember this game at all. I remember winning. The only reason. Oh, Evan played well this year too. Yeah, remember Evan went in a lot. It was him and Stetson. They did and a lot. And also, of... um, Kyle LaFountain played really yeah. well too. Yeah, yeah. And so Kyle, after not this year, but two years later, ended up transferring um, as a sweeper. And he, so my senior year, he was sweeping. He was, I mean, he was yeah. so good. Is this? I don't know why I keep. I got like a glare here. I keep thinking Seymour Jew. 
which is like the total, not even close. <laughs> I, th- I think you, uh, but see, for, from from a from a weight perspective to mm-hmm. strength perspective, I don't think anybody was pound for pound stronger than Seymour right here. <laughs> I don't remember. That's the cool the kid, the kid just stood still. <laughs> that's crazy. How, how were you? Seventeen there? Yeah. I mean, that's just too easy. <laughs> what, what shoes were you wearing back then? Predators? You a Predator guy or were you Nike? Uh, no, I was Adidas. I was wearing whatever the Beckhams were at the Beckham time. time. Yeah. Um, what do you wear for basketball now, Nike? Yeah, Nike. I, I feel like Nike over the last like fifteen years has just taken off. Yeah. Like it's just I, separated. it's always been like that though. Like I always wear Nike playing basketball and Adidas in soccer because like I always felt like Adidas was soccer. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. So. I always had a, I, well, I always had I had I typically always had like a Nike pair of shoes, but they were I, my Adidas were like my number one shoe, and then they yeah. always like practice or they end up being like just some you know mm. my soft grounds. I remember being. Um, I think I bought my Nike soft grounds purely because they're on sale. Yeah. Like my regular, my regular ones were Adidas. Like yeah. you buy like the nice Predators with yeah. like the kangaroo leather and stuff. So, um, so now going back to basketball, um, what's what's been like the so kind of diving into more kind of like mindset wise. Like what's the like what's kept you going all these years? Cause I mean, you're I haven't in my mind I haven't reached the potential I think I can. Like I've I've never been like okay i'm good like you know like the elite nba players know they're good like kevin durant lebron i'm not saying i'm them Mm -hmm. but they know like i'm the best player when i walk in the in the gym i've never to me i don't think i've hit my full potential yet do you feel that when you go out on a court like do you do you have like the confidence that no i do have the confidence but i'm still like my biggest credit you know so like like i said two years ago i felt that like i'm like I feel like I'm I'm legit, you know, mm-hmm. and then I got hurt, so I've been trying to reach. What was two, what was the injury two years ago? I broke my foot. It, doing basketball? Yeah, I did a I did a move going to the basket, and I landed on somebody's foot, but my adrenaline was going. <clears throat> I didn't know, so I just kept playing that game out. And the next day, I woke up. I couldn't walk. It was it broken near the ankle? Oh, I'm in the middle. Really? Yeah. So you just come down like on a, like a I, guess, angle, I guess, or I, pressure yeah, point? I guess, yeah. Oh. How long? So what was the recovery on that? Uh, well, the trainer said it was, it was a little bone. He was like, just take two weeks off and you can keep playing. There's nothing you can do. So Self-heal? I, yeah, so I took two weeks off, came back. I still didn't feel right. I just kept playing, started taking painkillers, and I just I got healthy with like two games left of the season, three games. Um how did that affect like your I mean how did one how did it affect your dribble, explosiveness, your jumping? No, my dribble was fine. Everything was fine. It was just explosiveness. I couldn't consistently blow by people like I normally do. Yeah. So what about uh rebounding and stuff? I mean just jumping? I don't really rebound like I used to because um well, I'm guessing man to man you're farther everybody's out. six six and up, you know. So I don't need to rebound. Are you the shortest guy in the league or one of them? One of them. Yeah, yeah one of them. Um, but I'm – so, I mean, what's your – that too, I mean, I, I I would classify you as being undersized when yeah, you play. Yeah, very like, undersized. So, like, how, how do you think – especially – well, one, I'd say you're, un, you're undersized, but two, from an age perspective, and you're able to still compete. Like, what is the – you know, you look at guys like that. I mean, you don't have – arguably, like, if I had to say, hey – 
give me your ideal attributes that you would have as a player, you're missing a few that other people would right. you know easily you know snatch up. So, but how do you think you make up for that? Just skill set, honestly, skill set and learning the game. So I think like every game I go in, I'm probably the most skilled player because mm-hmm. I have to be because of my size, and I have to think the game. So I have to like and angles. What about in spacing? Yeah, spacing also. I was going to say, you must be able to generate space, though, for shots and just for moving around. Do you think at some point, with your knowledge of the game, could you translate to a coach? That's what I would like to do, which I'm trying to set up now. So in this part of my career, I still love the game. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still obsessed. But I'm trying to find, like, a certain place in Europe to move there and become a coach. Um, Do you think, (laughs) you said this before we came on, but you said now you talk. You yeah. talk too much? Yeah. So, do you, I mean, now going... Because I, I would have said, if you would have told me Lewis is going to coach professional basketball as like a 17-year-old, i had been like, he knows the game. But like I said, I think it's the oral skills. Where <laughs> you, you, you just, I just thought he's going to be too quiet. Like, yeah. you know, but um, do you think that that's just something that you would have no issue translating now, into? Like, I'm slowly, I guess, growing into myself. So, like, communicating is not an issue anymore to me. When yeah. it used to be, you know. What's well, also when you know something so well, it's just comfortable. Like yeah. you don't second guess yourself, and right. um, so I, I guess from like a from like again a mindset perspective, because I know you kind of talk a lot about it. You know, I, you know, I see on social media a lot, just like positive self talk or positive. Mm-hmm. Like, do you find that um, just being like optimistic, having just the mindset, just kind of propels you into doing stuff? That and. Growing up, I have a lot of negativity towards me. Like a lot of people, especially in Plattsburgh, don't think that I'm that good of a player, which is fine. But so my message is to the people that are doubting themselves. Like I may I may not know you, but I believe in your skill set. You know what I mean? Like you just got to put in the work. Out of all the kids that I again, I mean, I, I'm going by just what I've experienced. I think. The you more than any kid that I ever played with, I think got the most strong negativity towards you. And I think they'll because the other thing is when you're good and people aren't good, their first idea is to shit on you because yep. it's easy. It's easy to try to tear you down than try to like build up with you. Mm. And I think the problem was most people that didn't know you or didn't play with you for whatever reason just had this, you know, that we just got to shit on this kid and just try to tear him down. And again, on the opposite side, like playing with you for so many years, I'm like, I don't know, Lewis was just good. Like he was good, but you were like, you were a good teammate. You were fun to be around. And I think that people didn't see was, you know, they knew you were the best player, but it's so easy to attack the best player on the team. And I'm like, this guy works hard. You know, he works hard. He knows the game. I said, he's a good teammate. And I said, you know, when you look at, especially from uh, both basketball and soccer, when you're playing with somebody that's good, but you can also elevate the people that are around you, like that's that's what I've that's always, a leader. Yeah, I've always yeah. tried to do that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I remember playing a couple of away games. You know, between just you know cheap shots on you, between fans yelling stuff they shouldn't have yelled, like yeah. all just this crazy stuff that was like, you know, I, I think you, one, you took it. I mean, I think you were just, I think you were just grown up. You know yeah. what I mean? I think you were just one of those kids. You just were mature, and you just like honestly, <laughs> I would have to give the credit to um, Rob McCullough. Um, Tom Brandell and um, Brian Norcross, they were always in my ear explaining to me, like, this is going to happen. This is how you need to react. So from, like, eighth grade, they were always in my ear. So when it came, like, when it happened, I was already prepared for it. Yeah. So, you know, you did, you did well. Because I'm like, I yeah. remember some of the shit people were saying, like, yeah. 
either in the stands or on the yeah, court. It was bad. And it was yeah. <laughs> and it was like, but you're a kid, you're like, what the fuck guys? Like and you it know, was and, grown at the time it was grown men and I was fourteen to seventeen. Oh, absolutely. You know. I, I remember I won't name places, but there's a few places that I was like, I can't believe like adults are yelling this at a kid, yeah. you know, right now. And, and I mean I couldn't imagine a kid yelling this at kids yeah. or adults yelling to adults, let alone, you know, someone that's twenty five years younger than you. Yeah. Um my favorite one though, I, I remember uh, being on the court and uh, I forgot what team we were, I think we were playing Bolton and the kid came up to you and this is your senior year. And again, yeah. you had played like what, five years at this point. And I think he said something was trying to like, well, how old are you? Some like, he was trying to take a chirp at you and you said old enough to be your dad. And I was like, <laughs> and then you had said it like quiet and I just started walking by and I was shaking my head. I'm like, oh God. And you just said it like straight, straight face, walk straight by and never, never even looked back. And I was like this, like that, that's, that's it. I mean, there, there was some good stuff said, but I mean, it's just like little small things yeah. like that. And, um, I've the, always had that issue because I moved up so early. So by the time we I got to a junior year, everybody thought I was like 24. But I moved up when I was 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and the thing is, too, when you move up and you're an instant like instant yeah. player, it wasn't like you just were kind of like a sideline player. Like people knew you growing up and like this kid's still around. And I'm sure people felt that with Nolan, you know, yeah. playing soccer. It's like, how is this kid like still playing yeah. soccer? Because well, Nolan moved up, up his, eighth grade. Yeah, his eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and he's moving up and he's scoring goals as an eighth grader. It's yeah. like, what the heck? But um, no, I think that was one of the things that, like I said, obviously must have made you, I mean, giving you kind of that hard skin to keep doing what you're doing. Cause I, now how, how is it playing professional basketball? Cause I mean, at this point you're playing and like, you don't know the people in the crowd. I'm sure like go to away games are just shitting on the team. No, they know me. You know, oh, even away crowds. Though? Yeah. It was, it's crazy. Cause they know me like by my full name, which threw me off. Cause I'm looking like, how do you, how do you know who I am? But <clears throat> and this I is played, away games too. Yeah. Cause really? I played pretty well since I've been there. So people know who I am. They just kind of follow you year to year. Yeah. Um, now, when you look at, uh, I guess, travel schedule, how far do you guys travel in Germany? Um, is it pretty much around the country? Yeah. So our closest game is like in the same city, which is a rival team. And then our furthest game was four hours. Your fur- Okay, so that's not terrible. Yeah, four how, hours. How big is, I'm, I'm just going to look up. Geisen? Giesen. Giesen. So yeah. keep... It's the same it's the same size as Plattsburgh. But like location wise, Giesen. Gotta phonetically spell it here. <laughs> I'm not that smart, so I gotta um Okay, so oh, north of Frankfurt, you said, right? I think it's west of Frank. No, I, yeah, west. Maybe um, east. No, you're north right yeah. there. Okay. Um Luxembourg. Oh, that's another country. I was like, why is that a bigger writing? <laughs> Munich. See, the thing is, we're like, Germ- well, this is a problem. Not, I'm not getting the... Uh... No, that's not helping. Um... Wow, Hamburg's way up there. Mm-hmm. Berlin. Oh, so you're, pre- you're... Do you go to Hamburg and Berlin at all? No, they're in um, a different league. They, they have four different leagues. So you kind of play regionally? Yep. Yeah. And then, like I said, during the week, we'll play... This league or that league. Germany's a pretty big country. Yeah. So, and so what, I mean, what part of the culture of Germany you like the best? Obviously, said the quiet is, is something you like there, but. I just like how everybody's stress-free and relaxed. Like Just every, slower pace? Yeah, every day you, you would never know somebody had a, a problem in their life. What, uh, so I mean, just like, but again, you must be known in the city now. Right? Yeah. So like when you go out, people do recognize yeah. you? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you like that? No. Because that means I've been in the same city too long. 
So, um, and who who's your roommate? You said uh, Chris Miller. Is he? He's on the same team though. Different team, same owner. Same city. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So have you ever played with him as a teammate? Sorry, I'm I'm looking no, up. Uh, no, I haven't. Geese because until you get to the um, second division, you can only have one American on the team. Once you get to the second division, really? Yeah. You know, why? Why is the reason that? I have no idea. Is is it one per each nationality or just American? No, just American. Really? Is that yeah. is that their way of trying to like lessen the lessen the amount it's, of players in the league? Or? I guess so, because they still want the Germans to play in the German league. Gotcha. So it's primarily German. Yeah. So like, out of the fourteen teams, I'll say eight have a an American on their team. Oh, maybe, so there's yeah. only eight guys in the league then from U.S. Yeah, eight, maybe maybe ten. Wow. But some teams. American will be there for years, so now he has his German citizenship, so he plays as a German. Gotcha. Have you gotten German citizenship? No. Do you plan on? I mean, that's how, what I'm working on now. So you will get that, you think? I'm hoping. Yeah. Okay. Can you be a dual citizen? Yeah. Um, do you have to denounce America when you do that? Like Canada, if they have to be American. They have to like denounce their citizenship and say they're not Canadian, because you can get you can get yeah. both, right? Yeah. You just say I'm still American and German. Yep. Yeah. So, um, have you ever been on the autobahn? Yep. How fun's that? Crazy. Like how fast do people actually go on that? Like 160. And that's just normal. It's ridiculous. It's scary. Like, well, I'm used to it now, but like the first year I was there, I was riding with one of my teammates. I don't know where we were going, but we were in the Autobahn and he was going, I think, 170. 150, and getting past. 150, 170. And just getting past by yeah. people. That's Cause, crazy. Because um, people bring their Ferraris out or Bugattis or whatever. That's just, insane. Yeah. Um, how many lanes is the autobahn? Like seven, six. No, it was uh, it was it was three. So it was one fast lane and then the, then two normal lanes. So how fast do the normal lanes go? I mean, can you get in the autobahn and go like eighty? Yeah, eighty maybe, average a hundred. That's still insane. Yeah. Like I've driven a, I mean I've driven a hundred in a car before and I was nervous. I was yeah. like I can't drive this fast. No, it's just it's different. Like it doesn't feel like you're going fast. Like it's yeah. I don't know if their cars are like it's just it That's feels different. Well, it's how just, many cars around here can't even go one sixty? Yeah, it just feels different. You know, like and they're like driving one sixty, looking at you, talking like nothing's going on. That's why. <laughs> so so what's the main? I mean, the main cars are BMW, Volkswagen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, everybody there has really nice cars because like. Their style of living is so much different than ours. Well, it's probably because they're all made there too. So, it's like yeah, shipping yeah. and buying purposes, like, yeah. um, like Volkswagen, we have a Volkswagen, we love it. Like, yeah. it's it's just a good car. And um, but that's the same thing. It's like German. It's like the German engineering and everything else. Yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's what they do yeah. well. That yeah. and probably beer and maybe yeah, a couple beer other is yeah. That's do you like the beer over there. I don't drink beer at all. No, I've tried it just because. Yeah, I don't remember you drinking a lot yeah. when you were younger. So like, um, there we met these people and they gave us a tour. And they bought like every beer in Europe, and they gave us the background story to it, which was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do they go to like the beer gardens there? No, I, I don't have much time to do much. Yeah, so. I was gonna say you, you're pretty disciplined with the training and sleeping. How? How? Not. Not. Uh, yeah, I could be better at times, but. But like in season, you would be. Yeah. What? What? Like, what do you get per night sleep wise? Are you eight. I nine? try to do eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I find. Uh, like when you get up to like that nine hour mark, like you just feel like a different person. Yeah. Like it's it's odd. Like eight feels great. Yeah. Um. Like I'm I'm starting to function very well off of six just yeah. with kids. But like, man, I remember 
I remember when I was like seven, I was like, I, I feel tired. Eight, I feel good. Nine, I feel bulletproof. Like, it's just funny how just a couple hours. I mean, even when you're playing, though, you think about like how many professional athletes sleep well and take a nap in the middle of the day. I mean, they probably, a lot of pro athletes probably yeah, sleep I was 10 taking 12 hours. A, yeah, I was taking a nap, but <clears throat> it's because I had a hard, I have a hard time sleeping the night before games. So I Nurse. have to, excitement. More, yeah. 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 So like. Just want to be able to perform at a high level. When did your game start, roughly? Seven. At oh, so night games. Seven, eight thirty. Sometimes, sometimes, two. So day game. Yes, two but day. most of the time it's seven or eight. Is it? How's the atmosphere for games? Good. Like, um, like crowds are good and people. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, the worst crowd is our crowd. Just attendance or just yeah. enjoyment of the attendance. Game? Now, um, now, are you in a? Well, it sounds like probably a small city compared to some of the places you play. Yeah. Um, and being one of the better teams, you track the following when you go to these games. Yeah. So that I mean, that's kind of cool though. Yeah. Like, well, I've never played pro sports, but it'd be cool to like walk in and like people to know who you are and yeah. you kind of expect this to be a cool game. Yeah, it's 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 something I never thought I would get to. So. Did you ever plan on as a kid? Did you ever think about that? Did you play? No. I mean, I just it, like people don't think about it, but it's like when I started thinking about pro was my it, it, somebody mentioned it when I was playing at Cobo Skills. So we're playing in the playoffs. <clears throat> we're playing SUNY IT, and somebody was like, "Oh, these two guards are going to Europe to play," and I'm like, "To do what?" They're like, "Oh, you can play professional in Europe." I didn't know that at the mm-hmm. time. And I outplayed both of them. I'm like, oh, I could do it. So just like a light switch? Yeah, I could do it. But I didn't take it serious. I just said I, that day I played really well, so I thought I could do it. And I, like I said, got hurt and forgot about basketball. But when you got, I mean, the thing is, too, you got to make just some, like, it's your job. So you make a commitment to play. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like the time and the, uh, like, how, how is your nutrition different now? Like, like, what do you, before, how do you I would that? say I would eat a lot of, like, fast food before. And a lot of burgers and just convenient. Quick. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just yeah, chips, candy. You know, like I still when have you a, first were a pro. Oh yeah, even now, like I changed my diet. I want to say like 2018 midway, 2019. But yeah. like 2016, when I first went pro, I I was just doing what I've been doing my whole life. Do you guys eat? Uh, work with nutritionists at all? Over? Yeah, they have. Yeah. So, like, what do, you, what do you focus now on, like, eating? So, mainly, like, I just have a protein shake with um, strawberries, banana. <clears throat> like you like bananas granola. now? It's crazy. I remember you said you didn't like bananas back. I still remember that. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, crazy. like, cramping up, like, eat yeah. a banana. Like, I hate bananas. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So. <laughs> you're changing, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, even my mom said that. Like, she saw me eat a banana, and she, like, her mind was blown. <laughs> I, re- I remember you threw it at me. Like, I'm not eating. I'm like, dude, you're cramping up. It's like Final Four. I'm like, eat a banana. You're like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need potassium. Um, so, so, protein shake yeah, with so, some berries. Yeah. Um, strawberries, bananas, granola. Um, take, like, six um, pills, but it's, like... The supplements? Yeah. So you like fish like, oil and stuff? Yeah, like yeah, and all that? yeah, that's... Yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, so vitamin D, all like that. joint that. stuff, right? Yep. So, and then I, at night, a lot of chicken for the protein. Yeah. Um, chicken, fish. Yeah, rice. Do you, do you eat fish? You have fish? A little bit. Yeah. But I mainly just eat chicken, mm-hmm. um, brown rice. Yeah. So... Because um, I think it wasn't a... 
didn't Michael Jordan have a steak before every game? Was that yeah. his thing? Like, yeah. it was just like, I mean, what do you think a lot of these guys, like, when they get to a certain level, like, the nutrition is just that extra, extra key. I remember, like, you know, athletically, when you, you're a kid, you don't know what the heck you're doing. Yeah. Like, and of course, at the end of the day, too, when you're a kid, you just need a lot of carbs because you're just burning through stuff. Yeah. Your metabolism, metabolism slows down, but also, I think, you know. And stretching is key, what a lot of people don't. Yeah. Like, I started doing yoga when yeah. I was in Europe. Um, Chris Miller is actually the one that got me into that. And like that, that puts extra years. Like LeBron, example. Yeah, he stretches. You know, like um, Tom or, Brady too. Yeah. Football or Joe Johnson, like very hot yoga. You know. So you guys, do you stretch most days? Every yeah, every day. Do you do a lot of like um, like lacrosse and foam rolling? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was gonna say when I was when I was stretching the most, I, you just feel so limber. You yeah. get up, you sleep better, you move better. You know, like the stiff. one thing I, I was taught by our trainer is. You know how like you full out stretch? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do that before games. It's supposed to be like light stretching. Oh yeah, because, more dynamic. Yeah, because your um your ligaments, you don't want them to be very loose. You want them to be like what? Um, no, I know what you mean. Bouncing. More snappy yeah. kind of. Because I, I think you do more static stretching after like after yeah. working out or cooling down and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think it's just more if you go through the motions at like a light kind of light range of motion slow yeah. and then you kind of build into instead it. of like counting to 10 or 15 count to five with like a bounce movement mm-hmm. you know yeah because you're kind of it's like it's just, you're like greasing the grooves a little bit yeah. you're just kind of making things kind of move and not stick and yeah. um do you find that days after games like how, how actually when you after you play a game how many days off do you get do you play a lot of back-to-back so like say we'll play days? say we'll play saturday our next game could be Tuesday or Wednesday. Do you get many days off in between games, or do you, you're still doing shoot arounds no. and practice? Yeah, we we practice. He gives us a day off, then we practice. Okay, so you get some days off. Yeah. To, I mean, I'm assuming though that's like stretching and foam rolling and just kind of recovering yeah. and eating and sleeping and all yeah. that. Um, so what's the what's the like what's a typical day in season for you in Germany? So like like do a game day so, and off day. So like say Monday, which we don't have a game. Um, I get up. Around ten, go to the gym. Eleven, eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. I do a stretching class, and um, and then I'll lift, and then grab something to eat, hang out for the day, and then go to practice. You practice at what time, roughly? Between six and eight. Like it depends. Like sometimes at six, sometimes at eight. Like it's always six or eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what time do you try to get to bed by? Probably twelve. Sometimes I was going to bed at two yeah. and getting up at ten because. But well, I was gonna say your schedule's pushed up. If you have a game at seven at night, you're not going to bed at eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's just no, you're up. You gotta get dinner. Like, yeah. Um, and then on a game day, what's the game day look like? So I'll get up um, around ten. Also, mm-hmm. I'll grab something small to eat, and then I'll go to the gym and do like a a small lift, like what I would do lifting wise, but. Say if I was lifting 100 pounds, I would lift 50 that day. I'd do a lot of ladder work just to get loose throughout the day. Yeah. Um, I'll go to a coffee shop, sit there, have a coffee, relax. Try to not think about the game. Yeah. And then, um, so say around, we have to be, if the game's at 8, we have to be at the gym at 6. So I'll take a nap from 4 to 5.15. Yeah. So. Um, do you eat before games? I'll eat at 3. I'll eat a really big meal. And then, when I get, sip. Yeah, and then when I get to the gym, I'll have like um, an apple or... Do you eat at all in, during the game? Or do you take anything? I'll, I'll eat a banana at halftime. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, that's see, that's the other thing too that I like learned over time, and that um, you know we never did as kids. You weren't eating during games, yeah. and obviously it's a different level. Like, but the thing is, like, you just don't think about how important like a snack at halftime is. Just something <laughs> quick, even just yeah. like gummy bears or something. Yeah. Just like, just I, I uh, had a girl interning here. She played on the hockey team at Plattsburgh State, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I keep uh, uh, animal crackers in my my locker." So it's the same thing. At, at between periods, you're eating animal crackers just to get calories in because you don't realize how much you're burning as you're playing. And again, you think about if you go from like the time you leave to the time you get there, change, warm up, practice, play the game. I mean, you, you're by the time you by the time you tip off, you're probably what three hours, four hours haven't you haven't ate yet. Yeah. So um, yeah, sometimes I'm honestly drained after um, warm ups, just because of lack of like fuel and yeah, or going or like warming up too hard you know like to get ready for the game or too much excitement built up and then when the jump ball happens it's like you relax what, what's your uh what's your warm-up or roughly time half hour warm-up um yeah like we do individual warm-up and then we do team warm-up i'll say it's about 40 minutes it's yeah they put 40 minutes on the clock for that whole thing to happen yeah so um, say so say if we play at at um eight Around seven fifteen, seven twenty, they put 40, 45 minutes on the clock. So, and then do you have any break between the individual shoot around and team? Yeah. So before we'll have like twenty minutes before the game. I mean, before team warm ups. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so when you go too hard, that's more the individual, just going through drills and no, running through stuff. No, it's or the team. It's during the team, just because like the excitement builds. Oh, back meaning up. you're playing hard, like defense harder, you're shuffling more. Whatever. No, no, I'm saying like we're going through the layout line or. Team defensive slides or whatever, you know, you're like... So you're just hitting at a higher intensity yeah, than you should? Yeah, you're getting... Because the excitement is slowly creeping up. So, so you still have the the butterflies before games? Yeah. You so, think that ever's going to go away? It did a couple of times. Yeah? Like when I hit... When I felt like I was hitting the level of where I wanted to be as a player, I was so confident that I'm like, it's just another game, you know? How, so how do you stack up right now? Do you still? I mean, you said you averaged what twenty eight last year? No, this past this season that just went by, I averaged twenty three. I mean, I'm assuming you're in the top. Like, you must be the best player on the team. One of the top two. No, I'm, on my team, I'm the best player. And then and when I'm playing, I'm the best player in the league. Like when I'm at my top, I'm easily the best player in the league. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild to think about so, that. But I mean, like I said, now, but you're playing even against guys that are ten years, fifteen years younger than you. You know, they, yeah, or in a couple that might be ten years older than me, on there, like just sticking around. So there's some guys that can, yeah. Put, put, I guess from a longevity standpoint, still extend the career. Yeah. And running, you're still okay. Like, yeah, doesn't beat up the knees or anything. No, I had like this past season, I broke my foot again and I pulled my hamstring. Do so. you? Well, you were well. The video you showed me, you guys wearing a lot of compression. Does that help you? No, I just do it because I'm cold. Is that really it? <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I, always I, like to guys... st- I like to stay warm when I'm playing. Also, I sweat a lot. So yeah. when I'm playing without a long sleeve, my sweat gets on my hands when, and then I lose control of the ball. So when did you transition to that, wearing I, long sleeves? I started doing that. Because you, know, you used to practice with long sleeves. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, sophomore year of college. I, I started doing that. So you're just, that's, when you practice, same thing, long yeah. sleeves mostly? Yeah. You don't overheat at all? No. Um, do you wear do you wear uh, compression pants too? No, so I just wear the um, knee sleeves. I wear, long, knees I wear the Under Armour um, long sleeve and then the knee sleeves to keep my knees warm. Yeah. And for some reason, it doesn't make sense because I'm short. I get kneed all the time, and my knees are thighs, which is weird. 
Well, maybe I mean if you're jumping or going up for a layout. No, it's you, off screens, like chasing the other guard. Oh, the guy, well, I guess if the guy's crouching, but I'm smaller than him. But if you're standing up a little bit, running. No, I'm going on an angle, so I'm bent over. Unless you're just so it's it's just weird. trying to slow you down or throw like a knee out yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I figure. I mean, there's got to be some chippiness going on yeah, just to slow you down or yeah. pull on your shorts or do stuff to like slow. Like you I up. knew I was in the pro league when this never happens in high school, and the college I played at, they didn't do it. I'm going through the. I'm on defense. I'm going through the middle, and the big man comes out and like hip checks me, and then goes back just to slow me down so his guard can get open for that shot. It's it's crazy when you think because the cool thing about basketball, I love watching basketball. But like, you know, the the court's not big at mm-hmm. the end of the day. It's, it doesn't change. You got five players on the court or five players per team, but. When you start to see at the higher levels all those little weird, like little nuancey things that people do, that um, just on another level, because the basics are the basics. Yeah. People have those, but then it's you know you see it in soccer too. Like how do you take eleven v eleven on this big pitch and have them play and have the game be so much more advanced than what you see like just kids playing? Yeah. And it's uh, but it's like when you see, people are just so good at what they're doing that like you said that they make that effortless where yeah. it's like that's a whole it was a whole new thing that looks like. Because then it makes you think, like, okay, now i got to attend with that and not just run and follow people. Um, what's been the hardest transition to pro basketball? Consistency. you got to be just that on. player. That player, they brought you in, like, they saw you score 30. They want you to score 30 every night. You know what I mean? Do you just feel that consistent. pressure to do so? Not anymore. When I first started, yeah, because I was new to it. Now mm-hmm. it's just, like, this is what I have to do, you know. Do you do you find that you can stay pretty consistent around like if you average uh, like you said twenty three you pretty consistent around there yeah you don't have many drop off games or anything no I I'll do, I will here and there I did this past season because of injury mm-hmm. so like when I broke my I broke the same foot again and so I had to adjust to the pain and I didn't I couldn't explode at first for a little while <clears throat> and then when it got healthier that's when my hamstring went. So I had no explosiveness. What about, um, do you analyze your games a lot? Your yeah. play? Yeah. Like after the game? Yeah, I, I watch a lot of film on myself to, I should have shot that. Because I get the same looks every game because of our set plays. Are, are you, like you said your own worst critic, but like are you your own worst critic and your biggest cheerleader? No, kind of? I never say good job. But I, I mean, but, but I'm saying like from a cheerleading perspective though, like do you, do you ever look at... Like my, my mindset and a lot of things that I do, like I will be critical of myself to like a standpoint of, and again, I'm not, it's not basketball. This might just be life, maybe a business decision, yeah. might be something I do. And I'll be critical of the sense of like, okay, you can do that better. You can get this better. We should have done that. And like I almost played in my head, but then there's times too where I'm like, you're putting in your effort. Like you're at least you're trying. And like, so for that standpoint, I, it's kind of weird. Like I'll be playing in my head like that, like, like no, that's fine. Like it ended up, but you tried your best, or you did the right, you made the right decision, yeah. or you made the th- right decision you thought was the right decision. So my, I'm always big on like, can I live with my decision, or live with like the things I do, or the things I say, or how I act, or yeah. basically my intent as a person. So I can say like that's good or bad. Like I know when I screw up. I know when I don't do something correctly. I know when I'm trying to take a shortcut. Like yeah. you, you know, you're human. You can't. Right. I heard this quote the other day. Like you can fool everybody but yourself, basically. Right. Um, and you know you can cheat everybody but yourself because right. you know deep down you do what you're right. supposed yeah. to do. So do you find from a, that cheerleading standpoint, um, do you give yourself some grace of like, no, like you're working, like you're injured, like maybe you could have done that movement, but. 
you know, maybe you one thing you recognize that now you can work at it, but do you find that you still are like, you know, keep pushing yourself along? Like, I mean, you have to, I think at this level. Yeah. It's just what I learned a few years ago. It's honestly like you just said pretty much it's you versus you. Yeah. You know? So like example, if I have 35 points today, the next game, I expect myself to have 35 or more, you know what I mean? And I just try to compete with myself but I never really. Oh, you played well today. You know, I'm like I. But like, say, say you have like a good, say an off day. Say you shoot thirty five, and the next day you have eighteen. Yeah. Which I would still say is decent. You know, yeah. you know, I, you know that level. But you might say it's not what I wanted to do. But maybe like I didn't feel good, or just one of those days I wasn't really in it. Or you could say, hey, I wasn't really in it. So today I'm not going to be a hundred percent. I might be eighty percent. But was I able to tap into eighty yeah. percent? You know, and I think that's where, you know, I think everybody's human. You you only have. Like, like I look at it, if there's a day where I'm just clicking and you just, you, the day you feel it, you just feel good, you feel rested, you're making good decisions, thinking fast. On those days, I try to take advantage of that and just say, well, let, let me just double down. And there's days where I get up and I'm like, I just don't have it in me. Like, I want to just stay home today. Right. I don't want to talk to people. And those days, I, I take whatever my expectation. I might even have a day where I want to accomplish a bunch and I'll just say, you know what? I'm dropping it down to 20% of what I want to do yeah. today. And if I can get that 20% done... I'm good. Tomorrow's another day. Cause you, just you, have, you don't think you're cheating yourself, no? I, I don't. Be, well, the, the reason I, I look at that is like every day I wish would be 100%. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I realize like there's days where I just get up and I'm just – and I'm, I'm more – like I'm going more of a mental standpoint than a physical standpoint because mm-hmm. again, my, now my, my life, like I think more than I physically act on stuff. But mm-hmm. – if I look at something and I just know mentally I'm just not sharp today for whatever reason, it's kind of like when, you know, I remember, you know, whether you say you had to like write a paper in school, some yeah. days you could just sit there and start writing and come at to you. And some days you just sit there and be like, I don't even know what the right, your brain's just not firing. Yeah. And those days I just lower my expectation that day because I don't want to really, I don't want to beat myself up to try to get to a level. I just know I'm not going to hit today. Yeah. So I'll sit there and say, I can't be a hundred percent today. I can be 60%, but if I can only be six, if I know I'm going to, and this is how this is how I justify yeah. my head. If I know I can only hit sixty percent of my capacity, I want to hit sixty percent. So day. that that's your hundred percent for that day. Correct. Like okay. I don't I don't want to I don't want to know I can hit sixty and then do forty because yeah. then I think I'm cheating myself. Because yeah. some days I'm like I don't have it, but if I can do these one or two or three things today, then I consider that a good day. Yeah. I'm not going to get ten things done. I'll get a few, but I know I'm still. Moving yeah, I have, yeah. I have those days. It actually, happened to me yesterday where I was just like I'm not feeling it today, mm-hmm. but let me do. At least, at least this, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and but then that doesn't mean you're not it was a lost day. It was like you just didn't, and it might be a day where your body's just like listening. No, that's to the one thing I started doing was listening to my body because I used to think I have to work out six days out the week. Yeah, and but that's actually how I got hurt was I was just tired. Well, you just beat yourself down more and yeah. more. Um, do you do any mind practice for games? visualization or anything like meditation or anything no i mainly i watch um you know eric thomas uh me that sounds familiar uh, motivational speaker the name sounds familiar yeah he's like one of the big motivational speakers i watch a lot of his stuff on game days because i feel like a lot of messages he sends to the people Mm -hmm. like he's talking to me so it gets me like mentally ready head this space yeah um well, that's what I was wondering because when you get to a, like a pro level, like psychology and things, and there's a couple books. Um, looking behind you, I have it up there somewhere. Ops, the book it, it's side. I mean, you actually know you could read it. The obstacle is the way. Just the left of the soccer ball there on the bottom shelf. 
top top book right there. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that book right there, Ryan Holiday. That he's very big on like Stoic philosophy. Okay. But that might be a lot of guys from uh, the Patriots and uh, Seattle Seahawks read that. Um, but a lot of it's just kind of like I said, it's just that mindset of just like ways you put yourself in positions. Yeah. And a lot of it, as you said, it's just like it's like the man in the mirror. It's like that's really all you're up against because yeah. you can, you know, you just kind of keep getting better and better than that person. And um, that's where people fail, I think, is they're too busy worried about example. What is what does Galen think of my game? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to it's impress. Irrelevant. Yeah, I'm trying to impress you when you're not paying my bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously. If, the owner or coach has you here, you already oppressed them. So just be yourself. You know? Yeah. So a lot of people get caught up in that worrying about X, Y, and Z when those people don't matter. Actually, I'm curious to see, me and my wife have this conversation a lot. And so she was always, um, so here's the two scenarios. So I'm going to give it away. So one, do you get more motivation at having like a rabbit to chase, like someone that you're trying to beat? Yeah. Or do you get more motivation of self, of being the best version of yourself? mixed to be honest okay so because i love to compete so if i'm walking in the gym and i know this player is like elite i want to i want to guard him i want him to guard me but at the same time i want to make sure i do what i know i do best you know so i'm competing with him but myself at the same time so we do so i guess so what would happen if say hypothetically because this is this is where my argument is. If you cha- say that say that player is better than you, yep. say at some point in time you pass that player in skill level, whatever yeah. it might be, or in the league right now, you're like, I think I'm the best player in the league. Yeah. If you think you're the best player in the league, do you find that now the benchmark's been set by you, or are you someone that's going to tap into that extra gear to get the best version of Corey? Because because again, to me, the rabbit to chase and get better. I think only works until the point where you pass that person. Because then again, it's that man in the mirror thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're the best, like I look at, you know, if you want to argue, like say whoever the bet you think's the best in the NBA right now, Steph or LeBron mm-hmm. or whoever, would they look at it and like say it's Steph, you just won an NBA championship. Is he going to look at it and say, I'm the best? Now, who is there to get better than if he's the best? Well, if he's probably, some people take it as I'm the best and I'm scared to be in second place, meaning. He's going to always play at that high level because he's being chased. So he's still going to use that yeah, chasing. Yeah, yeah like, that makes sense. Instead of chasing the rabbit, he is the rabbit. Just keep distancing that. Yeah. Um, so is that what you feel like now in the yeah. league? Yeah. Like how can I pull away from these guys? Yeah. Because my my goal is because of my age and how late I started is to play in the third or second division for like three seasons, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I can become coach right from there. You know. Yeah. So that's my, my Do you think goal. there's opportunity there? Yeah. Do you yeah. think do you have a lot of um I'm I'm assuming being in the league you've made some good connections within the league? Yeah. Yeah, so in this past season I played with a lot of um first division players like NBA players and I've had coaches tell me like if I was younger I could easily play play so, at that level. Yeah. Um but do you think I mean is there opportunities you think to to coach in those levels? Yeah. Start off and maybe an assistant in like the top level yeah, and so, work way up. So what I, what actually happens is a lot of players will play for one team for like three to four seasons, mm-hmm. retire there, but while they're doing that, they're making good connections to, hey coach, can I be your assistant coach? Mm-hmm. So when he leaves, you just slide into that spot. And you like Germany? Yeah. So it'd be a place you could live and, yeah. and keep doing it there. Yeah. Um. As I was gonna say, is there anything? Like, can you speak German? 
No, I've been practicing. Do you guys I, work with interpreters or any, or not interpreters, but uh, uh, teachers at all? No, like that. We have the option mm -hmm. if we wanted to, but I just do it with my teammates and the Duolingo app. And, and but for the most part, it's easy to get by there. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody speaks English. That's what I figured too. Yeah. yeah, English is so universal now. That, yeah. Um, and I guess from like culture wise, how's how's like German basketball different than in the states? It's more team. So like. They don't like guys scoring 40s and 50s. They rather you score between 16 and 25 and make the extra pass. When here, um, if I have Bob guarding me, I know he can't guard me. The whole team knows we're going to keep giving me the ball and just attack the mismatch. There, they're like, no, we're just going to keep running the system. You shot three times, now you shoot now let's get Chris a shot and get Nate. You know what I mean? What, what do you think the purpose of that is? Keep everybody engaged. Just, okay. Yeah. Uh, more for like morale and stuff? Yeah. Uh, to us, because Americans, we're not think we're thinking, honestly, we think selfishly, but yeah. to us, it's team basketball. Like, you have the mismatch, give you the ball. You yeah. Know? I, I always looked at basketball, like, or any sport. I mean, I, I, I was always one of those people, like, I... What what's my skill? Where's my max at? What's I'm what am I good at? I'm gonna stay in that. Like yeah. I'm not gonna try to go basketball. I'm not gonna go check up a bunch of shots because yeah. I know I'm not good. Like yeah. I can give it to Lewis. I can. I Spot mean, there's up. times. Well, there's times I, I play with you. Is yeah, exactly. It's like how can I clear space out for him to drive, and then how can I fill in the gap if he gets in trouble and kick it out? Yeah. That's it. I'm yeah. like I'm not a dribbler. I'm not rebounding. Like I know where I'm at. I remember Rob used to. Rob uh, Garen used to give me shit about. Uh, rebounding and defense. I'm like, I wasn't great at him, but I was also like, that's, I'm kind of, I mean, I could get better at him, but I said, how, where's my skill set amongst players that are better than me? It's like you fill in the gaps. Yeah. You know? If I could be, if I could just do a couple things good that were adequate enough to make the team win, I was okay. Yeah. But like to me, that was my, yeah, I was like, if Lewis is going to drop 50 on this kid, like let's Lewis drop 50. Yeah. Let's try to get him to drop 60 because yeah. we're going to win the game. But they don't think that way. Yeah. At just, all. It's not like you'd be surprised. It's crazy. Like there's a time I think my best game in Germany, I think I had um, 33 points and 15 assists. I think it was to me. I thought that was my best game ever. And they're like, Oh, you could have had more assists, less points. We won the game. Yeah. I, you know, like, yeah, you know. I, it always, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a philosophy behind it, like you said, morale, and I think there's some semi good benefits to it. But to me, to tell a guy that can shoot and score and, and like again, the idea of the game. I mean, you could win a game with no assists in the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, just get a rebound, take it down, and score. If you win, you win the game. Like I just think, like I think, especially when you're just playing sports, like the, the goal is to win the game. Yeah. Like it, it happened this year. Also, I had one game. I had like 36 or something. Mm -hmm. We won the game. It was a great game. Um, I had and there was another game I had 18 and my coach said I played better in the game that I had 18 that we struggled to win but the game I had 35 we won in a com like comfortable way you know that, that's, that seems so odd to yeah. me and I shot a better percentage scoring 36 so. yeah it, it just seems like they're looking at the wrong metrics here, yeah. but um, when, when do you turn you turn 34 soon October right? You're an October kid? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know why. I'm getting screwed up. I'm like, I'm thinking, thinking you're 45. And <laughs> Everybody else does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess what's, your, what's your plans going forward with, um, 
like you said, you're going to try to get into the, a couple higher leagues and then and then potentially through the coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anything if, if the coaching doesn't work out? Is there anything else you could be involved in with basketball? Uh, skill training, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to train kids. I'm actually I got my first kid that I'm training starting next week. Uh, no, starting this week. So I'm going to see how that goes. So pretty much he's like my protege, yeah. guinea pig. Yeah, pretty much. So I want to see how I do with him before I make that next step. Do you think you could do anything business wise with the teams? Um, like in the business that's a good question I don't know maybe I, like I not, not actually it. like playing but I mean in like the, I say front office but in something regarding because we're kind of joking about like the agency stuff but I remember you as a kid like wheeling and dealing stuff like I yeah. think you could you know if you know the if you know the ins and outs of the league and stuff yeah. you just kind of put the mindset towards because I find again I, um, you know Mark Mark Cuban has a book out and her thing he basically yeah. calls um, business the fifth the fifth major sport yeah. and it's it really is when you start because I think that's the fun thing about depending on what role you play in business is it can be a game. It's just not a game of, you know, physically like dribbling basketball, yeah. but it's, you know, you're thinking and you're processing and you're trying to get the advantage. And there's a lot of similarities, but like I could see you taking a mindset, which is a very similar mindset into a different craft, which might be like I said, the business realm, which still keeps you in basketball, but not, you know, not maybe in the gym on the court yeah, all the time. Honestly, I never even thought about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think you could just, like I think enough connections, but I said when you start talking about like, hey, you know, some some of the qualities that I think you possess and that you could possess or you could uh, uh, translate or transition to, yeah. you know, and just keep rolling that, I think you'd be fine. No, just pretty much, like I said, just play for a couple more years, hopefully coach or skill train. Yeah. If neither one of those work out, I'd probably just disappear from the game. You think you'd give it up that quick? I did before. But it, but it didn't bother you just to give it up? Like. No, be fine because I know I put a lot of time into it. So the one thing that I, and again, this was, uh, you know, obviously in the last like ten years or so, you know, it's always uh, same people, and I'm probably I'm, I'm sure you've heard this where people are like, why is he chasing this or doing that? And, and and I always thought when anybody ever said that, my first thought was good for him because mm-hmm. I think I think the thing that most people a lot of people do is they settle or they don't chase after a dream they have. And I think for you, you're just kind of like, you know what? Got one life. Let me live it and just go at it full bore. And I think I always found it, you know, even before you came here, I mean, just years of following you, social media, just random things I'd see from you. It's like, I'm like, this is crazy that he's still doing it and still like pushing forward. And I've had, I've had that before. Like, don't you think it's time to give it up? No, that's what you think, you yeah. know, because you gave it up. Yeah, it doesn't mean I need to give it up. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've had I've had it before. I even went pro. Like I told one of my friends at the time, I'm not friends with them anymore. That I was thinking about going pro, and that person told me at the kitchen table, like, "You can't make it." Yeah, I'm thinking you're my friend. Yeah, why would you? You know what I mean? And why would he know? Or how yeah. could you know? And yeah. That's, um, that's the thing. I think if anybody's got a drive to do something and a passion for it, just get out of their way, yeah. you know? And I think, uh, but I think it's so cool. I think what you're doing and just the fact that, um, I just think people are scared. To, they're yeah. scared to fail. That's well, all it is. Well, that, I think, I think there's, I almost think some of those people are scared of achieving. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, cause think about it. They're telling you, no, it's like, well, what's it, me telling you not to go do something or not to go achieve, mm-hmm. uh, you playing professional basketball. It does nothing for me. Yeah. I tell you, if, whether you succeed or not, it does nothing. So, mm-hmm. like, why would I, why would I push that on you? But then at the end of the day, it's like, if you can succeed, or if I wanted to try something and it's a high achieving thing and I succeed at it, yeah. like, I think a lot of people are scared of success because yeah. it it comes with different territory and a different level of thinking and 
changing in lifestyle and things. Like you said, like how many things have you changed in lifestyle over the last 10, 15 years yeah. to make this this dream a reality? Yeah. Like um, talking. Well, talking about I me. Mean, well, yeah, I think too, you're living on a different continent, yeah. different culture. You know, you're not with family. You're just, I mean, obviously you have, you know, the guy you live with and your other friends that yeah. are like your support system, but you still had to go and, you know, develop and cultivate the support system. It wasn't like you moved up, you moved family and all your friends yeah. in your hometown. I by myself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's, especially at a, you know, 20 something years old, just packing, yeah. hop, hopping into a plane and traveling across the world and saying, yeah. well, across the world, but across the ocean saying, let me try to try out for basketball. Yeah. Not how many people would have done that? Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, think how many people you know that don't do that, you know. And so I think it's cool. I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I no, this is cool. I'm glad you reached out. I appreciate it. So have you listened to any pod? I'm not gonna put you on the spot if you didn't, but like, no, honestly, I didn't even know you had one. That's so funny because I, I, I'm so like in my own world. I don't really pay attention. But um, a kid named Kevin Murray's the one that. Told me about it. I'm trying to think who I would have had on here. Actually, I'm looking at the list right now. I mean, there's there's a couple couple people probably in the last like two months that maybe based on the age you said and area, but um, either I, I'm trying to think who I would have actually said your name about. Maybe an Alec Adnaha. I don't know. Who knows? But it was cool. You reached out out of the blue and you happened to be in the States. So yeah. like, this, is, this is a good thing. Um, so you said, so right now you're playing, you said pickup. Yeah. I, um, Thursdays, there's a Plattsburgh Summer League. I play with a couple of my old friends. And then during the week, I just train. So you're there almost every day training? Yeah. Do you have anybody that's local right now that's training? You said those two guys from Potsdam? Um, yeah. So Parker, I train with him once in a while. And then when Solomon, he lives in Al- the Albany area. So when he comes up to visit, we train together. Um, any, any guys from Plastic State still? I don't know anybody now. Um, we went to, actually, um, we went to the uh, Hall of Fame induction this past year. Well, Anthony Williams? Yeah. yeah. And um, Anthony and Travis. So yeah. it was funny. So my wife got in a couple of years ago. So it was the first time I went. And uh, and then she went back. And I like... I think it's cool. Like if you're in the Hall of Fame to go back and kind of yeah. you know be just it's kind of cool to get inducted and see other Hall of Famers there. So she went back, and it was, it was a cool event. And the thing was, I I remember watching those guys when I was in, I was high school, yeah. And Travis and Anthony were just on another level. Yeah. And uh, and who's a Curtis? Curtis Smith. He was there too, but yeah. I think he had graduated before. But he's in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. Those guys are all great. Yeah. I remember um, I hadn't seen. I've seen Travis. He still lives local, so I've seen him out and about. And uh, I haven't seen Anthony since he was there. But Anthony, um, he came up, um, and what was cool about it because we Gina knew a couple of the guys, and she was talking to him afterwards and stuff. But a lot of his teammates were there, and it was funny, like seeing those guys I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, Curl couldn't make it up that day, but he came up the next day, and they had like a pickup game they were yeah. playing. And but a lot of them still play basketball. Yeah, they're still in it. And I don't know if you must know those guys pretty well. Yeah, because those are actually what like made me like basketball more. Because I met them my sophomore year of high school. Yeah, and um, Sean Gutsman and Travis Gorham yeah. took me under their wing, and that's when I'm like I started developing basketball better. So like you said, my senior year. When I was better than most, it was because of those guys I was playing with them. Oh, and they were better than yeah. everybody in their league. Yeah. I mean... So like, I was around the best talent, you know. Well, Anthony was D1 transfer, too. Yeah. I mean, he was... And Travis came from a D2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He was easily a Division One player. 
Um, they had a couple like Division One players on their team that should have been playing Division One. Yeah, so. I, I just remember how talented those guys were. <coughs> yeah. But it was cool seeing them again. But they had like you know clips from old games they're showing, and of course hearing those guys talk about like you know what, 10, 15 years ago now yeah. is like or fifteen years ago. It was uh, it was cool. But it's uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know if you had any connections with the teams nowadays like locally. No, Probably yeah, not as much. Yeah, after, local guys after here. I think it was because I th- my last year of college was two thousand thirteen. So after that year, I just like. We took a couple years off. It, yeah, went away from yeah. yeah, and then when I came back, in my mind, it didn't make sense to go backwards because I was going the pro level. So I started connecting with different type of people, players. Who's the Who's the best player you've ever played with, whether practice or on the court? Played with or played against or played anything against on the court and practice. Um, training? can name um. Uh, I think his name is uh, Josh Wright. He played in the NBA. Okay. Him, um, Edwin Ubalis, he played yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Um, honestly, Trav is one of the best players I played with and against. Anthony Williams also. I'm talking about them in their prime. Yeah, yeah. So, like 07, 06, yeah. 07. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ubalis, where, where did you play against him? He came up here. I used to work out with him. Really? Yeah. Where was he from? City? He is from, yeah, Poughkeepsie, New York City, played at Siena. Anthony Williams is his brother, so he would come up here during the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, and work out, and I would work out with him and or play. Like, I played him one-on-one once. Yeah. It was bad. Do you remember, um, oh, God, Kenny, uh, he played at Siena. Probably played with him. He was he, the guard? Uh, Kenny Hasbro. He wasn't, he, he wasn't the point guard? He might have been at Siena. He, mm-hmm. He's a... If you ever go down, I think they call it Times Union, Pepsi, Pepsi yeah. Arena, his, his uh, jersey's retired. Oh, really? Oh, um, he was about your age, but um, Kenny, he was really good. He, they ended up, that's when they went to the um, uh, NCAA tournament. Okay. Sienna won the division, whatever, but Kenny went. He, I mean, I think played pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, Sienna was a good team. I mean, they still, like I said, they're playing in D1. Yeah. You know, UVM or Albany or yeah. any of those guys. So, um, no, it's cool. Um, I don't know, Lewis, got anything else? Thank you for having me. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't as bad as you thought. You guys no, no, throw it, was, it up before. Uh, yeah. I feel like you're playing like in a big playoff game or a big championship no, game. It was here, just, so. I thought it was going to be a lot different. Easier or harder? Easier. This yeah. is hard? No, I, I thought it was going to be harder to oh. speak or talk about whatever. Well, I'm, I'm asking yeah. about you. So it's, yeah. <laughs> as I always tell people, I'm like, What's, what, what do I need to prep? I'm like, um, as long as you know about yourself, you're probably going to be good or about what I'm going to ask you, which is about you. So... Um, yeah, the, and then the uh, what, what do you listed at in your program in Germany, height wise? Five nine. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, five <laughs> eleven. Actually, I remember the I, I call it the the Plattsburgh High School. I remember, I remember playing and I looked at the brochure, yeah. and the shortest guy in the team who was shorter than me was listed at like five eight, and I'm like, there's no way he's five eight. Like I'm five six, maybe yeah. five seven, and he's shorter than me. And they had like guys that were like, I actually met, I mentioned that to uh, Matt when I saw him. I said. What is this with all you guys adding like four inches to your height? He goes, oh yeah, that was on purpose. I mean, yeah. it was on purpose. It was more. Yeah, they all they still they do that in the NBA also. Yeah, they always do that. Yeah, just just intimidation. They say, they'll, they'll say Kyrie's six four and Kyrie's five eleven. That's that's wild. Yeah. What's your what's your NBA team now? I don't have a team. I just have players because everybody change. Teams. What players are you like watching? Uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Paul George, um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, yeah. I, I used to really like him, but as the game developed and changed, my 
you yes. guys different skill sets? Yeah. Because he, he reminds me a lot of you. Kind of yeah. like built the same, kind of seemed the same style of like player. I, I used to watch him and um, you remember um, Darren, Darren Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch them a lot. And uh, even Rondo because of how they... Illinois, Darren Williams. Yeah. Remember them back in 05? Yeah. D. Brown, Darren Williams. That, that team was stacked. Yeah. Then they had a Jamal Nelson on uh, uh, St. John or St. Joe's. Yep. Yeah. So like now also I watch... Um, Trey Young and um, Luca because of the way they do, yeah. how well they are in the pick and roll. So, but they brought that over from Europe, right? Yep. Um, is Luca the best European player right now, or that came from Europe in the league? Between him and um, Giannis. Oh yeah, yeah. Which one and, would you and, not and Joker or Jokic? Um, which one do you think is the best though, Giannis? Yeah, him and and um, Joker from the Nuggets. Um, I don't know him as well. I don't. I don't follow. His, I mean, I know some of the NBA, mm. but not as much. The one thing I will remember though is you had this old school starter windbreaker the jacket, Golden State, Golden State for people like Golden State. <laughs> like, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, Tom Brandell gave it to me. Yeah, and I remember you walking around. I'm like, Golden State. Who wears a Golden State Warriors? <laughs> yeah. And then of course, here we are, yeah. years later. The, but if the, I tell people I, I used to be a fan, it'll sound like I'm a like bandwagon. Yeah. I, you gotta have a picture of it because I, I want to pull. I don't, I don't. Like I need a picture of like 06 Lewis looked, and the Golden no, State. No, I looked for it, like when Golden State started making their run in 2016. I I was looking for it, and but it, I can't find. It was it. that old blue and yellow, yeah. like yeah, with the zipper right yep. in front. Oh yeah. yeah, the old starter. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. All right, Lewis, we're gonna end there. Um, if I, I guess if you say if anybody wants to find you, but look you got look you up. I'll put the team name in the in the description below. I'll see if I can put the link to your uh, the, the video you sent me. Okay. Um, but no, I think it was cool. Like I said, it's just cool watching it. The thing is, you move similar to whatever. You know, like, I mean, you're a different player, but like I said, you always have those tendencies yeah. and stuff. So it was kind of cool watching, you know, basketball, and it's like. No, I remember him doing that. I remember him blowing by me and, and scoring. So, um, but no, this was cool, man. I, I appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. And uh, like I said, I, I think. Uh, I think out of all the people I know, you're one of the people just like chasing a dream. It's just yeah. awesome. Well, you never know. Maybe it's front office somewhere. So who knows? Could be owning a team one day. <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right, that's episode. Uh, what are we? One ninety-five with Corey Lewis. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling: G A E L A N. T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.